Yo, what's up, people? Uh, welcome back to Think Space. I'm hanging out with uh, someone I think is super, super cool. Uh, I'm hanging out with a super athlete. There's not a lot of people that come in here that's a super athlete. There's not a lot of people on the planet that are super athletes. Point one of probably like 1% of the planet is super athletes, and I think I got one next to me, which is kind of yeah. cool. Um, fuck, I love doing this podcast. This podcast gives me such an opportunity to, to meet so many different people from so many different genres, and like, I may be a cool dude, but I'm not that cool of a dude to go up to stars and people that are super accomplished and ambitious people and be like, hey, come chat with me. But if I'm like, hey, I got a podcast, they're like, oh, really? Just show them the content. They're like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, opportunity um, to connect. It's fun. It's super fun. Um, so I'm sitting down with Lucky here. You probably know him from Lucky Lifestyle. Uh, Lucky is um, an Ironman, a triathlete, uh, a former model one of Vancouver's um, most influential influencers, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, former model, former bodybuilder. Are you getting back into the modeling? Uh, nah. No, so you just look not, not in that way. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. You just look good every day and that's just your thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in front of a camera a lot, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you for a little while. Lucky, welcome to Think Space. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited uh, to be here. How's everything? How's life? First, first and foremost, how are you? Good. Been doing amazing. So you have a couple races coming up, do you not? Uh, I only have one left. Only this one year. left. Yeah, I have a half marathon that I decided to sign up for last minute. Just, yeah, yeah. Just I've, because I never ran one, but I did an Ironman. I was like, ah, it kind of makes sense to run one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's try it out. Sure, that makes sense. Um, when is this half half marathon? Sorry, I, how long is a half? Half marathon? 21.1 kilometers. Okay, so a full marathon is... 42.2. Like yeah. Which is double, yeah. yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Um, full marathon is 26 miles? Yep. Yeah. Um, where is this? When are you doing it? Is it going to be a breeze for you? It will. Depends how fast I want to go. Sure. But it's uh, the Met, uh half marathon, and it's end of September 31st. Hmm. I have no idea where it is. I should check that out. You should know if you're yeah. going to run. Um, but it's cool. It's, it's just a test because they block off the road. So no one's going to be in my way and I can just like go. Right. Except for everyone else that's going to be running with you. I'll be behind. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, like so, half, middle, middle. Right, right, right. You see, you don't want to injure yourself for, for these Ironmans coming up, eh? Or what no, do you well, think? Honestly, my next big race is next year after that. So I'm that's off season. Fine. I'm off season after this one. Off season. That's yeah. hilarious um you can't get injured for sure i mean that's what you can but it's definitely a big setback yeah um so lucky you're someone that because you're crafting yourself into a superhuman and a super athlete that you have to take all aspects of your life seriously in a sense yeah. which means i mean when we think of wellness we think of you know obviously our mental wellness our physical health uh, wellness our sleep there's so many different avenues um into that what do you when you think of a fully optimized human yeah what comes to mind oh man well there's a the cliche like mind body spirit mm. um that kind of englobes everything but then you have like your surroundings the people around you um the your nutrition plays a massive role and then you can go into different types of herbs that would help you that would kind of fall into nutrition mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Tra and then training how you're training yeah there's like different specifics with mind body and soul you can just go deeper into all those sure those aspects so let's go into that so mind body soul yeah so is the body the easiest or the hardest for me it's the easiest why is that i uh, just 
because I started really young. I think I started working out and I was 12 years old. Started playing basketball. I was like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, started lifting weights. I was 12, and I've always been active since then. It's the it's the one aspect of my life that I've never struggled with. Completely constant. Yeah. Like any time, were you fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> like I got bigger, but by choice because I wanted right. to be a power lifter. Which, that was my goal at the Makes point. Sense. Like I went up to that, but I've always reached my goal in terms of fitness and diet. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's um, that's hard for a lot of people. So that comes yeah. naturally to to you. So when it comes to the mind and the soul, how a lot of people will put those in the same category. How yeah. do you differentiate those? Um, well, the soul, I see it more as for me would be the, like the meditation component mm-hmm. and going to church. Mm. Um, so. I'm a Christian. I go to church every Sunday, and that's a big part of getting me realigned every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and the meditation component, I do it every morning just because I feel it's like, the way my girlfriend put it, that's the best way to put it. She's like, it's like putting on a layer of protection for the day. Mm. Uh, and I never really understood what she was saying by that until I started doing it. And I was like, wow, like I feel really calm when something's happening. I'm not necessarily reacting. I'm pausing. I'm like, mm, this is what I'm going to do. So instead gotcha. of being reacting to everything, I'm more in control. Meditation totally gives you the tools to just be like, okay, this is what's happening in my surroundings right now. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what the universe is throwing at me. Yeah. Um, what can I do? Yeah. And that's why like, I do it in the morning because usually I would, before I started doing all of this, I would like, check my phone and I'd react like notifications on Instagram. You start answering emails yeah, DMs, at like five comments, in the morning. All that shit. It doesn't make sense to start your day with that. You're mm. all stressed up and then you're going to make like your coffee. Or, yeah, sucks. For sure. What? So then a lot of people don't even realize meditation is extremely difficult. A lot of people don't realize that because they've never tried it. Yep. And a lot of people's mind meditation is like woo woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, cr- like is a, insane I'm like a me. modern hippie. It's, a, sure. it's being a hippie. You can be like, you can dress nice and do normal things and still do all those things. I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. Me too. That's completely, uh, that's, I'm a hippie in disguise all, all yeah. day. Yeah. Um, so did you do, when you started meditation, did you start with a minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, or how did you even get into it? Uh, I went hard. I went for 10 minutes right away. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, man, it was like a rabbit, a rabbit running around mm-hmm. the whole 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, I still have 70% of that time is me thinking and then catching myself and then bringing myself back. It's it's work in progress. I don't think it's ever going to end. Um, mm-hmm. But even to this point, like eight months down the road, I still have a good chunk of my time where I'm just thinking about like, oh, I got to do this today. Oh, I'm supposed to be meditating yeah. right now. Come back. Bring it back. Bring yeah. it back. Well, that's that's the practice of meditation. That's what people don't realize. Like, y- you know, it as a as a formal ball, ball player, it's like you only get better when you mess up. So yep. that's meditation is is okay. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh fuck! I got that. I got that water on right now. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh my God. Did I, did I buy those for, for last night? Oh, what about that date tonight? Right. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, and then you get frustrated with yourself and then emotions come yeah. in, but that's the beauty of it. And that's why I've gravitated to it is just because the more you fail, the better it is. Yes. Yeah. Like you say, 70% of your time is, um, your thoughts going in a different way, yeah. man that's a decent number. Yeah. <laughs> like, like when I first started meditation, it was like 90% of the time was yeah. like, was spent on, you know, all these different projects I'm working on and these different relationships I'm managing or whatever. And, and it's like, okay, no, no back here. And I spent 10% of my time meditating, but yeah. really the whole time you're in the process of bringing it back. Um, did you ramp it up or do you still stick with 10? 
Uh, I'm at 12 right now because I found a good song at 12 minutes. Nice. So it makes it easy because I, I can't have my timer on because my girlfriend sleeps at that time. Mm-hmm. So I just pick the song, put my uh, earplugs on. When it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're meditating like what, like six in the morning, five in the morning? Uh, yeah, depending on most days. Shit. Like I have, a, I have a rule of how much I'm supposed to wake up early before I have something to do. Usually it's a workout. It's like I'll wake up two hours before I'm supposed to start my workout. So it leaves me time to like meditate for 12 minutes and then I pray and then I have a gratefulness journal that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I make like my vegan bulletproof coffee mm-hmm. or matcha and mm-hmm. I read for an hour. Okay. So, uh, and then I start my day. Okay. But like that's, that's my, my time to do my thing and center myself. Two hours. Yeah. Wow. So if I have, I have a workout at six in the morning, I'm waking up at four Crazy. to get everything done. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. But I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like you're getting up and you're working at 4 a.m. Or, no. or whatever. It's like you're taking that time out for you specifically. Um, so just to gravitate, gravitate back, you said meditation uh, in reference to the soul. And you also said church. Yeah. How does that now, we look macro, we're thinking about being a super athlete. Yeah. So how does that relate to being a super athlete? Because I know there's could be connections there, but that's maybe not directly apparent to many people. Yeah. Right? So that would kind of fall into like, obviously like the mind a little bit in the spiritual aspect, but it's not necessarily a set of strict rules that you need to live by. But once I go there, every Sunday I come out, I feel, I feel realigned. I feel like I'm, I'm back on track. Mm-hmm. And there's certain rules that are in the Bible that are in every self-development book that there is out there. It's mm-hmm. like the original self-development book. Um, and by f- following the, those guidelines, if you want, those better my relationship with my girlfriend, my, my dad, my brother, um, just the people around me. And if all that is getting better and have good relationships, I'm feeling good. Mm. And when I'm going to do my workout, I'm not thinking about, look, I had a fight with this person or this happened in my life. It's like, no, like I'm taking care of my life. So that when I train and I'm focusing on optimizing my body, like that's all I'm thinking of. So you can have that mental clarity, yeah. be focused in and probably get better results from it. Yeah, definitely. Cause mm. my mind is not somewhere else. Totally. Totally. So when it comes to the body aspect, there's yeah. obviously nutrition is your bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better, uh, better two pieces of food there, but um, uh, is your yeah. uh, coconut oil and espresso? I don't know. <laughs> um, carrot and hummus. Carrot there and hummus. You, there, there you go. go. That's super vegan. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Um, so when you think of body, you think of nutrition. Um, yeah. You probably think of sleep as well, obviously yeah. for recovery. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would put that in the mind category. Not that everything needs even needs to be in categories, but yeah. um, what else comes to your comes to mind when you think of body? Um, well, the re- whole recovery aspect in terms of stre- stretching treatments you can do, like uh, deep tissue massage, chiropractic, cryotherapy, um, floating tanks. There's a lot of things that would fall under the treatment section. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much those three, like focusing on, on treatment, rolling, massage, and how you're working out. Make sure mm-hmm. you're working out properly. Right. Yeah. So you're obviously an ambitious dude. And I know that you have the ability to push past your limits and naturally go towards that avenue of like, yeah, I'm at 90% right now. Like, let's get 110. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did I tell you when I passed that on the treadmill? What? Yeah. Because like my heart rate got so high, my body just gave out. And I just like. Oh my I God. Did. When yeah. was this? uh before, before my iron man i think it was like in may holy yeah. shit you know there's like a rule of like 220 minus your age yeah, yeah and i was calculating i was like oh i'm at like 196 that's like my number for that calculation right. and i was running and i was looking at my watch i'm like I'm about 192 right now 
I'm like, what happens if I hit 196? Like, so you try to hit 196? Well, I didn't purposely, but my sprint wasn't done. I had to finish it. So by the time I didn't even finish it, actually like 10 seconds before, like I passed out and I just fell and I shot back and my buddy was running with me. He was like, dude, like you okay? Um, and I woke up and I was like, oh shit. Like that's what happens when you hit like 196. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, my mind goes to that fucking Will Smith quote where it's like, listeners will know where it's you probably know where it's yeah, I know like that quote. you know like that's why i was like oh this is what's happening right yeah, now it's like yeah if, if i'm on a treadmill and you're on a treadmill one of two things is going to happen either i'm going to beat you yeah. or i'm going to die on this treadmill and that's yeah. just immediately where well, my mind die, went to pass out it's not bad yeah come on will <laughs> he clearly never went to those extents yeah, yeah. what a guy i gotta shoot his gotta shoot him a dm or something give yeah. him some hell um what the hell first off second off um what did you what did you say to your buddy well he he kind of knew like at the end he knows that i push my limits sure and he knows like when i was training with him i'm like if you train with me like this is how i roll and you got to be okay with that right or else i don't really want to train right no because it's just hanging out <laughs> yeah no 70 percent it's just hanging out yeah it's, it's bullshit it's wasted yeah time. um but that being said like for instance there's different training methodologies where for instance faraz zahabi who runs tristar and, and yep. trains uh, george st pierre he yep. has a theory of basically you should never be sore yeah which i heard and, and is like mm, okay you know so basically you're, you're pushing to 70 or 80 percent of your capacity so you can go yeah. back and spend a cumulative more time in the gym because you're not spending as much time on recovery yeah what do you think about that it's interesting. I was actually listening to him. He was on Joe Rogan, right? Not sure. too long ago. Yeah. Um, so it's basically the same concept as when you play basketball, you take a thousand shots a week, you take a thousand shots a month, you're taking seven times more shots in a week. Obviously yeah. you're going to get better over a long period of time. Yeah. Um, for me, if I hire a coach, I put my trust in him. I do my research on a coach before in his philosophy. There's different f- training philosophies out there. Um, when I hire a coach, I give him hundred percent of my trust and if I don't start winning, I don't start seeing results, then I change coach. But I hired a coach, and I was like, I give you 100% of my trust, and that's where the whole falling off the treadmill part comes in. I was like, whatever you write on that paper, I'm doing. Like, I'm not cutting it halfway, I'm not like, I'm tired, I'm, I'm sore, I'm not doing it. I'm like, whatever you write on that paper, I'm doing, no matter how I feel. So I'm like, be very careful about what you write, <laughs> because I will burn myself, yeah. but I'm not gonna miss what's on the paper. And like that sprint, I wasn't done sprinting. Mm. And that's why I didn't stop. So for him, it's just his training philosophy for my coach that I have right now. Right. And then down the road, if I change coach has a different training philosophy, like I'll do my research on him. Um, But I'll see how it goes. But right now, man, like I'm performing. I've been eight months of training in a triathlon world and I'm already like killing it. I'm competitive right now. For sure. Yeah. So you put your trust in there. So whatever training philosophy is kind of, you obviously do your research, put your trust. And then from there, you know, you, you're like, okay, whatever's on the paper, let's go at it 110%. And it's experimentation as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I change a variable, which would be my, the intensity of my training, that doesn't work out. Then you just take it out. You change another variable and see what works there. Right. Because a common, I mean, as a coach and that's a common thing all the time is like, listen, we'll put down, We'll put down 20 reps damn no, damn well knowing he's going to do 16. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but our goal in our head is actually for him to do 15. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you obviously play mind games with your – and shout out to all the players that are listening right now that, <laughs> that know. Um, <laughs> They're just going to do 15 next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, that's super funny. Um, 
So sure. So you, you're going to a certain threshold. Now, how do you, a triathlon is a certain type of optimization. So you're not going necessarily for strength, but you no. do need to have a certain musculature to uh, achieve what you need to achieve. It's yeah. not just, you're not sprinting. This yeah. is solely running. This is swimming, biking as well, right? Yeah. So um, how do you, there's obviously a balance there because I know you're a guy that loves to lift weights. I also know you're a guy that loves to do the endurance thing and pushes limits. So is there a balance there where you're like, I'm going to do 30% cardio or maybe 30% um, strength and 70% yeah. cardio? Or how do you strike that balance? I leave all that to my coach, <sighs> to be honest. So right now I'm at like, um, I think I have like nine or 10 workouts of, of like endurance, like swimming, biking, running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have two weight sessions a week right now. Wow. Yeah. That strikes me as, as very little. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I was training like six times a week of weights before. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's mainly maintenance and to make sure I don't get injured Right. because overuse injury for endurance is really easy. So how does doing weight sessions help you, um, do injury prevention? Like what what about those workouts? I have some, some exercise that I do for my physio, for my chiro, for my massage therapist. Um, yeah, I'm just, the more I'm meeting them and learning about my body, I'm all crooked. <laughs> like my hips are twisted the wrong way. Like yeah. my body's torqued this way. My shoulders are t- turning the wrong way. So it's just doing exercise to bring that everything back into place. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily doing like a eight to 10 rep when I'm benching, but I'll do some weird exercise on the wall to like make sure my scapula stays in the right place. And mm-hmm. Stabilization and yeah. Yeah, balance in different ways for sure. Yeah. Um, how much have you found out uh, about you was broken obviously a little bit because I know when you first came out and you started doing these uh, when you biked to San Francisco and back you were yeah. like oh my body's moving in all types of ways I didn't even know that it yeah. should or could um, do you have a lot of like uh, natural musculature differences or are you a perfect human I'm not a perfect human <laughs> um, what, what do you mean though by per so like for instance for me um, I have a my right hip contorts a little bit more forward because I've had knee injuries in the past so I've overcompensated as okay. a result when I do long distance running 20k plus or so um, not that I do that very often but um, I, my uh, right hip will just be incredibly inflamed i won't be able to move yeah by the last couple kilometers type thing or or even in recovery so that's yeah. just a basic little thing where you know i think when you have an injury or even when you learn how to move yeah. oftentimes as infants and as young adults and even children we're not taught the right way how to move yeah so we just go with whatever gives us direct results not necessarily what's best for our development yeah so we we have this idea of our mind uh, our idea of our body and our mind and then our real body and then these things start to just disalign and not connect yeah is there anything for you that you've really had to work on mentally and be like, okay no i can feel myself o- overcompensating yeah or, or something of that nature uh, d- my feet when i'm running 100 percent. your feet yeah okay because like i played basketball for eight years before sure. twisted my ankles probably like 10 times each Damn. Um, so like it's it's me hopping on one leg for a long time and twisting the other ankle and hopping on the other leg and twisting. it's not necessarily even mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day um, <laughs> and I also have flat feet so if I'm jumping on one foot and I never thought about keeping my foot straight like my knee would just go in mm-hmm. so I had to force myself to stand and twist my feet on the outside so I would have an arch right but the thing is when I run as soon as I lift my foot my foot goes to the side because I forced it for so long, for so many years. Every time I run, it goes like, and it lands. So do you have it like when you're naturally running and you just hit maybe even a root and you're like, oh, and then you just kind of fall out so you don't put the weight no, on No, I'm like, my foot is, my ankles are strong now. Okay. Like I've worked on them, mm-hmm. but it's just the fact that I force them to open up so much that as soon as my foot goes up for running, it bam. And then I, when I go on, the, on the, to run, I land on the side of my foot. 
So the side of my shoes are all used up, gotcha. but that's not helping my knees and my hips because I'm super unstable on the side of my foot. I'm right. supposed to be landing like this, right? Right. So you're, you're contorting then, which then puts your knee in a different position, which then puts your hip back and then it's yeah. a chain effect. And then my body compensates and that's why I'm so crooked. Mm, yeah. I see. So when you, uh, for all the millions and millions of people that have flat feet, I have flat feet. It's obviously caused me injury in the past and pain yeah. obviously too. Um, where, when you're running, where do you try to put your weight? Is it mostly on the inside, on the, on the outside, holistic distribution? What do you do? Holistic distribution right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying okay. to push off my last, my, uh, your three biggest toes. Right. To give you yeah. the leverage. Yeah. Totally. Badass. Um, do you have issues with it when you go extreme distances? Or is it, are you totally good today? Like in just in terms of your arc? Oh, no, I don't have anything in my shoes for that. I have, oh. I have to do exercise to strengthen my feet. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, it won't solve the problem mm-hmm. if I keep putting those in my shoes. So what's your philosophy? Like a lot of, so for instance, Nike is infamous for these huge heels, yeah. which um, pushes your Achilles tendon and shortens it and then causes contortion. Even though it feels amazing, Air Maxes yeah. are obviously... A, trillion dollar fucking enterprise um where are you on a lot of long distance runners love cushion yeah a lot of long distance runners love as minimal cushion as possible so they can feel the ground where are you uh i'm still experimenting that to be Mm -hmm. honest because i do have shoes it's called the hoka one one where it's like their whole concept is like running on marshmallows because it's so thick and soft Mm -hmm. and i have other shoes like asics that are really thin um i didn't love the asics at first because i didn't know how to run so i was heel striking super hard and it would kill my foot and then i switched to the hoka one one and then i started running properly but when i'm heel striking it feels comfortable Mm because like landing on a big cushion but if you run properly i don't feel like you would need cushion because your heel would never touch the ground right yeah right so it doesn't matter if you would have like a massive heel technically shouldn't if it's this big it probably will because it's so big um so i would go towards flat flat you go toward flatter yeah Yeah. okay um what's your what's the perfect run like because a lot of running like what i was taught as in pe class in the fucking sixth grade or whatever it was yeah or 12th grade i don't know was again kind of like a wheel boom 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 where my heel is touching the ground and then popping off of my toe i've also been told that's incorrect it destroys your like, right in, in my experience and what i research destroys your knee and your hip right because right. it's just like all your bones everything's aligned to straight line shock shock in, in your knee and in your hip mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so so what i've learned in with with my coaches is i can't remember the name of the technique sure but it's basically where if you're standing up and you start leaning forward and you start falling as you're falling you're going to put your foot on the ground to catch yourself and that's where you want your foot to be in your center of gravity so there's mm-hmm. a bottom of your, of your foot will be touching the floor gotcha so you're basically catching yourself and pushing yourself forward instead of reaching out front that that's what happens when you heel strike Mm. because you have to reach out front because if you're putting your foot in your center of gravity when you're leaning forward you can't put your heel it's impossible right 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 right. so your whole body's forward yeah as soon as you start tipping you put your foot the center of gravity and then it's when you start pushing see these are the gems i need i'm gonna apply this tomorrow when i go for my run (laughs) um no for sure um so then you you touched on meditation yep now it's sort of in a similar category would be maybe yoga and that mindfulness thing we kind of we kind of touched on because with endurance athletes not that i am one but i've been around and you know i do engage in a fair amount of athletic activity where it's like we speak about the zone a lot yeah for me personally yoga helps me get into a mind state where then i can i can disassociate my physical from my mental yeah. so my, 
when you, for me, when I put these two together, my natural instinct is like, Oh wait, hold on. Like we, we need to conserve energy and we don't need to be doing this right now. Why are we doing this? Right? Yeah. Like my body and my mind is telling my body, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> right. So when I go into a, a, a yoga practice or even a meditation practice, I can start to disassociate my body and my mind so yeah. where it's just like, my mind is completely well and functioning over here and my body is working at whatever percentage I need it to be. Yeah. Right. But that's for me personally. And as much as I, there's a million benefits to yoga. Yeah. What, what are some that you find? I've done yoga a couple times in my life. Right. I don't do it right now, to mm. be honest. Mm. Um, I just stretch foam roll at home and, and do my own thing. Interesting. Um, just honestly, for me, it's more time consuming to do like a yoga class or do like a yoga session and for me to like stretch out and directly do what I need to do. Right. Just because of the amount of training and everything that's happening in my life. You're kind of like cutting out the bullshit. That's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. But like in terms of mindset, when you're talking about like in, I don't know if you're mentioning about like bracing mm-hmm. um, for the mindfulness part, I'm not super, I wouldn't say I'm mindful when I'm racing. It's like, I want to be in this position and whoever's in front of me is in that position. I need to pass them. So you're binary. Yeah. So when I pass him, I'm like the next guy in front of me, he's in the position I want to be. And then I pass him and that's how I keep attacking it. Right. Right. Yeah. You don't. Okay. So that's one thing. But then when you're in training, yeah, there's no one ahead of you. There's numbers though. Okay. Yeah. Stats. I love stats. Right. 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 Your numbers. (laughs) There's like, there's a number I need to hit and I need to maintain. And sometimes it's a low number, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It's a low heart rate, but you have to stay in it because it trains a different cardiovascular system that you need that needs to wow. get stronger. Wow. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, my coach makes me train in zone two all the time, which Nick, if you're watching, I am doing. Um, <laughs> but so it makes your aerobic system that uses oxygen stronger because you want your heart rate to be strong enough to stay in that zone. Because if you're in that zone, man, you can run for like 12 hours if your your legs muscle allow you to. Right. Like you'll never run out of glycogen because you're not using any or right. barely using any so we're, i'm trying to get my heart stronger to be in that zone because what's what's weird right now is my anaerobic system is really strong i can sprint for an hour but i'll be in that zone for an hour which basically uses like maximum atp and glycogen that you have in your body like no oxygen but i can stay in there for an hour which mm-hmm. is weird because i would basketball of like short sprints and That's stuff wild. like that yeah but I need to train my zone too so that I use oxygen and I use fat as a source of energy mm. so I can sustain myself for a long period of time. But you need a stronger heart for that. Right. So you're building up your heart. Yeah. Interesting. So your cardiovascular is A1 right now. Yeah. Which I would expect it to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much... Th- so then you speak a lot about um, numbers and percentages. How much do you integrate technology into your life? And how much do you, how much of this is up here? And then how much of this are you charting out or using different applications or how do you attack this? How do you, how much do you integrate technology into your daily life? Into my daily life? Um, well, obviously I have my Garmin watch, which sure. I really enjoy for, for training. So I'll have my, I'll have my, basically my heart rate, the, the power I'm putting out on the bike and, and my pace when I'm biking or running or swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my daily life, man, besides my phone and social media i don't really use anything to track like i have i have alarms on my phone um i said on my watch that's why i had to turn it off earlier right i have one at 8 30 at night that's like all right start slowing down and going to bed mm-hmm. and like i have a uh, blue light glasses that i put on oh to, like block the blue light at night so just keep your brain active right yeah, i have like a whole routine for night but i don't keep track of anything on my Wait. phone okay yeah um where'd so, you get where'd you get your night routine from 
did you pick that up along the way? Yeah, I was just doing my research because when I was going to bed at night, I noticed that like my eyes were always burning. Every time I closed my eyes, like my eyeball was burning because I was on my phone, like right in front of my face before I went to bed and then I would put it aside. Right. Um, and then when I would wake up in the middle of the night and I want to see what time it was before I had, like I had my watch, I would just like, I didn't want to look at my phone. I was like, open my eyes like this. And I would try to look at the time without getting all the light. Um, so then I started doing my research on what would allow it to block the light. There's a, there's a screen protector on your phone that you yep. can turn on. There's one for laptops. It's called mm -hmm. like D.Lux. You can download it. It makes it all like orange. Yeah. Um, but when I started adding the glasses, the first night I felt a difference. So like blue, I went blue to light fil filter? Yeah. Yeah. The first night, man, like it felt so smooth. My eyes weren't burning and mm -hmm. I slept like a baby. And it's the first time I slept like a baby in a long time. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Do you know uh, who uh, Ben Greenfield is? Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's got some crazy nighttime habitual things that he yeah. like tries to fully optimize his body for rest and recovery. Yeah. And he has like an assistant help him do his whole thing. So that's, Oh, that's cool. next level. I'm that's not that yet. We got to get you some, uh, some more sponsor sponsorship money. And then yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like it's going to cost a lot. Maybe, maybe we'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so outside of your phone and outside of your watch, you're really not that integrated in technology. But what I mean is like, are you tracking every second of your day? So like a lot of people will track their sleep and that's a common yeah. thing. Do you track your sleep, your micros, your macros, your obviously your training performance? Like do you, everything that you have knowledge of, yeah. are, you, are you just like, okay, let's go out and let's do it? Or is it like, okay, yeah, let's go on, let's do it. Let's record the numbers. Let's do that for a week and then let's see what the, what the difference is and what the progress is. Yeah, most of it is in my head, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I've been doing this for a really long time, so I kind of know, you like know for body. food, I look at food and I'll know pretty much a macro for it wow I, I can spot like i'm vegan now but i can spot like 100 grams of chicken like i know no what it problem. looks like because i've waited so much um so yeah when i look at food i kind of have an idea of how many calories i've ate in a day mm -hmm. and i kind of know where i want to be at and how i feel i've just been experimenting with it i know if i sit at like um 3000 3500 i feel weak the next day mm. so 4000 calories i know i feel i'm good to go for the next workout yeah i know if i sit under that i'm not good if i go over i just feel bloated and heavy mm -hmm. and i'll feel good for my training so i know not to go over right yeah. how much sleep do you get every night uh around seven to eight to seven be honest. Eight. So yeah you're 25 25 yeah so standard for your age more i don't know See, for me, I'm like a six to seven. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I used to be at the four to six range. Oh, I've, I've, I've been there many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there many times. I was at a, um, uh, I'm a big fan of Ryan Leslie, follow his work a lot. He's a, um, a tech entrepreneur, former hip hop artist, Grammy nominated. And he went to Harvard. And he adapted this uh, Dymaxin uh, sleep pattern, basically, which is a, basically it's for insane workaholics that need to minimize sleep, but with, but maintaining cognition. Yeah. Um, which I had a couple of jobs over the years where it was just like, I, I need to put in like 18 hours and I, yeah. there's just no other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I experimented with it for a little while and it was like the concept behind that, I believe is you have one 90 minute, um, full sleep where it's yeah. like, some do there's a modified so the modified version is three hours um where it's, you have to go through your three rem cycles basically right yeah uh rem one two and three uh once or twice you do that from 12 to 3 a.m or 12 to 1 30 a.m yeah you then get up um you go until 6 a.m 30 minute naps you achieve rem one yeah then you go till um 12 noon 30 minute sleep boom nap right yeah real tight and then again you have an optional one at three 
and then a mandatory one at six and then you're back to 12. Yeah. So you're, you're only getting a couple hours of sleep a night, but supposedly, yeah. now our research, I mean, you know, because you're in this world, but our, our research on sleep is actually fairly limited in, in terms of where we are. Like our, our yeah. best research is not that good. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of studies that have come out since then where it's just like, there's a reason why we haven't developed sleep, like in terms of evolutionary. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I was on that for for quite a while, not even quite a while, longer than I should have been, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know that life for sure. But um, for me, at that point in my life, it was all about striking a balance between remaining 100% um, cognition and mental acuity, yeah. um, and then minimizing time wasted sleeping, yeah. which is a terrible... In hindsight, yeah, terrible say fucking it out loud. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah. Um, but you, you're pretty good with seven, seven hours. Yeah, yeah. At first, like again, I was in the like six hour range. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I started training more, like I don't feel like I wasn't fresh enough when I was waking up to do my workout. Right. So I added an hour, mm-hmm. and I started feeling better. So I added another hour. So like around eight, like ideal. But again, life's busy. Sometimes I get like seven in. Sure. So what what were you at as a kid? Like a lot of some kids are just like heavy sleepers for me. I was like, when I was 12 years old, I was like, give me 12 hours. I'll take 14. (laughs) Yeah. I was sleeping a lot as a kid. It's not until I got into basketball when I was a bit older that I was like, yeah, I'm just going to train all the time and Mm -hmm. not sleep. Yeah. 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 And since then it's been crazy. So back when you were in Quebec in the East, so uh, bring us through that a little bit because people don't get to this stage of life and optimization and enlightenment and realization uh easily so walk us through a little bit your upbringing and and how you became the lucky you are today oh man um i grew up in in like a i want to say a normal home sure my mom my dad my two brothers um i was always a kid that would want to sit home I, I like just being in my house. There's that comfort there. I didn't. I never liked partying. I never liked going out. Never liked doing crazy activities. I Introvert like, as a kid. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just stay home, read books. Right, right, um, right. Then I fell into basketball a little bit when I got a little bit older. And what's a little bit older? Like. 13 okay 14, yeah sure. yeah. For, yeah yeah from for, the start yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> basketball players that's pretty old but yeah yeah so yeah. i got into basketball and because i didn't make the team the first year actually that's why i started a little, yeah got okay. cut. michael jordan story yeah that's what everybody told me i came back and i was in the next the yeah, next uh, yeah. year uh but when i started playing basketball um i discovered that i hate sucking at something so I started playing basketball and then people were scoring on me and they're faster than me. And I was like, fuck this shit. It's a terrible feeling. So then I started practicing. Yeah. And for my f- last three, four years of high school, um, I would have my practice. I would play two teams. I'd have my practice in the evening and have another practice at night for another team. Um, and usually before my first practice or in the morning before school, I would go shoot for two, three hours. Right. So three, three workouts a day. Yeah. I did that for like four years. And that allowed me to get recruited for college basketball. Right. When I got my, in my fifth year, I was like, ah, like I'm an okay player. Um, I never thought I would go to college to play ball. Right. Um, so they, it paid for my school, which was awesome. Uh, so I went there and I played basketball. Where is there? In, oh, Collège Nouvelle Frontière. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he went French. to college. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the pre-university in Quebec. It's sure. like, yeah. Sure. The two years you have to do before you actually go to university. Yeah. Um, I went there, I played ball for 
your program's two years when you put on three years when you play basketball because there's so many practice and tournaments. So I did my first year, it was fine. I killed it. Like from my last year of high school to my first year of pre-university, um, I gained 60 pounds. I went from being Damn. 160 pounds and that's kind of when I hit like 18. And my dad always told me when you're 18, you can work out and lift heavy and and like eat all the food you Be want. To yeah, up. go for strength. So yeah. I went for 5,000 calories a day. Oh my god! And then like I, I puked the first couple of days. I couldn't get all the food in. Um, and then I worked out super hard. And I went from 160 to 220 in the period of like just a summer. So I got there. And my coach was in like, in a summer. Yeah. So I got there. And my coach was like, dude. Like what happened? Right. He's like, you're, you're like, you're slower. <laughs> yeah. I'm no like, crap. yeah, I'm big. So you just call me big potato <laughs> when I was around the court. Cause I was super slow, but I killed it in college. Right. Cause you I, just held everybody down, dude. All the rebounds are mine. I, like my move was just to like hold the guy, not even jump. <laughs> I would just grab the ball, take the time to put it in my hand. And then I put it back with one hand and I'd run back. <laughs> that was my move. Like every game, God, all the time. Like, I hate most bigs like you. <laughs> dude, it, it, was, it was so fun. I actually got a lot of technical fouls because I was I got so big. Oh really? Like uh, one day I saw a guy run towards me and I was like I don't have the ball so I can't get a foul if I stay there and he hits me. So he ran into me and, and I saw that he fell. So I turned around to go help the guy that had the ball. Um, and then the whistle blows and then I have a technical because the guy twisted his ankle when he hit me. So that was my second one. So you know I was out. Um, but yeah, I, it got to that point. I got to the ref. I'm like, man, like he's weak. Like I didn't do anything. Yeah, I stood like, we, there. I stood there. We have there. tape. Yeah. I'm like, you, and you yeah. see that tape is like, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. So you, you get super big at college. Yeah. Uh, and that's what got me to like weightlifting to get bigger. Oh, um, cause I went to 220 and then my second year of, of college, I wasn't doing so well in school. I wasn't like a super academic guy. Sure. Um, so I couldn't play for a season. I was like, that. That's a bummer. Sucks. So yeah. I'm gonna get bigger. So then I started training, uh, and then I met a coach who was a bodybuilder. It's like, dude, you should try bodybuilding. I'm like, yeah, why not? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I started training. I went up to 240, um, and then I then I started dieting with him. Took three months, man. I lost, oh, I lost like 60 pounds in three months or something like that. Crazy. Yeah. I was super lean for um, show day. I, mean, I had veins running up my stomach. Crazy. You can see where my bicep attached in my arm. It was, it was insane. Wow. Um, but that started my whole journey towards the, the like you said, the psycho <laughs> component of training. <laughs> yeah. Because that was off the whim. It was not like I really want to do bodybuilding. It was like, I'll just try it out. And yeah. I dieted like a crazy person for three months. Like I wasn't even sweating for my last week of prep. Because my body just refused to sweat because I had like 4% body fat. My body was just shutting down. Okay, so you're saying prep. is prep for? For my show. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So wow. my last week, like, I wasn't sweating. I wasn't feeling well. I was freaking crying in the gym at the end because my body was like, why are you doing this to yeah, me? Yeah, no, it's absolutely terrible yeah. for sure what you but do to your body. But because I went through that, not really wanting it, I knew that if I really wanted something, imagine what I could do. Right. And that started my journey. It's like, I'm going to become a power lifter. Wow. And I became super strong. I could mm -hmm. lift my parents' car at the point. What? Yeah. I got as heavy as my dad, who's six foot eight. I got what? heavier than him. I was like, I'm going to be heavier than my dad. So I went up to two, 240 again. And then I could deadlift. I was thinking 600 pounds. What are you? Six, lift. You're six four? Six five? Six four? I was six four at the time. What are you now? What six three. I know. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You better get this human. Maybe it's all the deadlifting that like yeah, shrunk my spine. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so at that point, you're you're like, okay, basketball, whatever. Yeah. So it kind of kind of took the road because I couldn't play for that season, and mm -hmm. then my grades didn't go up because I was focusing on training. Of course. Um, so then I dropped out of college. 
and I just did bodybuilding. And, what were you in college sh- for? What was I in college for? Wow. I don't know. I, I think it's like natural sciences. It truly like doesn't that. matter if you yeah, can't I was just remember. There for, for basketball. <laughs> right. That's the only reason I was there for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I dropped out for like a semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, my friends would kept bugging me about going back to school. And I was like, all right, like I should consider going back what did you want at that point like you were so you're what 19 20 at that point what did what did you want in life at that point i just wanted to train just to be a bodybuilder yeah wow. I, I had this desire from when i was a kid i wanted to be in the militaries hmm. but not because of the military component just because how crazy the training is like i just want to live that life of like training every day and it's insane hmm. um i always liked that component of it so training has always been something so that it just I became super really enjoyed yeah i right, right, always right. wanted to be like a professional athlete at something mm-hmm. um so then, yeah i did powerlifting and then i was ready to go back to college i was ready to do homework that's what i was ready to do i was like i'm gonna go to school like homework is a big part of it i'm ready for homework i went into class the first day and i had to sit there and listen to a guy for three hours read a book that i could read by myself and i was like i'm out <laughs> and you paid for it yeah i'm like i can read this book by myself so i just went home and that was it for my for me in college wow yeah parents were pissed oh 100 percent. damn yeah and he's like oh well if you don't go to school you have to pay for rent i'm like how much and he tells me it was an insane amount at the time i was like I'm just going to go by myself. Like, it's going to be cheaper if I live by myself. Really? Um, so he's like, oh, if by next September you're not in school, you got to pay for rent. And in the meantime, I met a girl on Tinder. and <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Tinder. Yeah. Oh, wow. It, this, is, this is Tinder early days, my man. Yeah, this is yeah. okay. <laughs> so I, I went, like, on a date with her. And then the second date, we went to her place. And then she said, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, yeah. She's like, did you see the movie The Secret? Like a documentary. Oh, my God. I was like, ah, I don't know what that is. So she puts it on, and at first I was like, man, it's like some hippie shit. And I was a, I was like bodybuilder, like slash douchebag at the right, time. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Most, mostly douchebag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mostly douchebag. Um, so I was watching that, and at first I was interested because I was interested in her. And then eventually I started listening. I was like, man, that's, this stuff's crazy. Like law of attraction and all that. that makes that's sense. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So I forgot about her and started watching it. And then I went home and it was like, oh, like you want an amount of money. You think about it and you start attracting it. Yeah, you realize it. Yeah. So I started thinking of an amount of money that I wanted for to pay off my debt because I had a car. Um, and then one opportunity came up. One friend of mine is like, oh, like I'm working construction in Alberta and I'm making this amount of money per month. It was like $5,000. I'm like five thousand dollars a month. I'm like, man, that's my number. That's like, what that's you insane. Yeah. I'm like, but that's crazy. I'm not gonna do anything about that. Like, yeah. yeah. What are the chances? No, mental note, but like, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then two weeks after, another friend of mine, she's like, oh, like I just moved to Alberta. My boyfriend's making like five grand a month working on the oil rigs. So that I'm like, twice. holy shit. So wait, so when you say another friend of mine, you mean like another Tinder match? Is what you mean? No, 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 no. Like <laughs> another friend that I used to do modeling with. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So I was like, man, that's crazy. And for the first time in my life, I took a risk. And mm. I was like, you know what? Like, I'll see this as a sign and I'm going to do something about it. So I sold everything I owned. With that money, I bought a one-way ticket to Alberta to stay with my friend. And I told my parents, like, the day before Christmas, I'm like, I'm flying out in a week. Wow. Um, yeah, like, not too long after New Year's. And I've been gone since then. So that's when life started. Yeah, when man. When you sold, sold your shit, bought a ticket to Alberta. You, said, you said you were modeling. Yeah, I was modeling at the time. When did how did that start? Because uh, like I also mean, between the like bodybuilding and powerlifting mm-hmm. part, when there was like a maybe it was like a year period, I think. Right from the time like that I did modeling for, and I was modeling when I was living in Alberta and all that. So like what nineteen to twenty? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was nineteen. I was around sure. nineteen. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I was modeling just in Toronto though. Okay. It was like Ottawa and Toronto, like small uh, models jobs. Models, model, sure, yeah. yeah. It was the beginning. Um, actually, like New York happened in between too, which New York was a crazy story. Okay. Um, but yeah, moved to Alberta, made a friend in Banff. Whoa, 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 hold up! You yeah. can't, you can't Dude, just. You, you can, I can go hold so on, deep into all those spots. Okay, so I need, I need to get this straight in my head. Yeah. So you went. Okay, so boom, you're there. You're. I love basketball. I'm going to college. I, my grades suck. All of a sudden, I can't play in college. Fuck this. I'm going to get super big. And all of a sudden, I mean, you yeah, probably okay. have testosterone coming out of your right. ears. Then. I've told this story so many times that I skip spots. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, so I was training with one of my buddies who was a fitness model. Sure. And he was like, man, you should consider doing modeling. I'm like 240 with a big balloon face. I'm like, what is that, first of all? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, oh, like, you know, like magazines, stuff like that. Like people get paid for that. I'm like, I never thought of that as a job. Like you just right. see people in magazines and flyers. We never think they get paid for that. Um, but they do. <laughs> yeah. Good money too. Um, so one day he's like, oh, let's just, you know, go see my agent. So we had to go see his agent. And she's like, I see something in you. She's like, start losing some weight. Like I see something under the chubby face. So I start losing some weight and then we'll see, you know, what we can do with photo shoots. Right. And I was actually starting to prep to do a fitness model show because I wanted to get leaner. Sure. So I was like, ah, it's perfect timing. doesn't change yeah, anything. It goes with my cut. Yeah. Yeah. So I started cutting. I did my first shoot. And after I did my first shoot, I started booking a lot of jobs. Um, so I started booking, booking. I was like, oh, you can get paid for this? This is dope. And yeah. like your ego takes a boost. Everybody's like, oh, you look so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, you're like super, you know, really superficial. And, right. I get um, it. So I got into all that. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to make it in modeling. And right. I was like, I'm going to go to New York, get an Here agency. Here goes Lucky again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, poor parents, man. <laughs> so like, I'm going to go to New York, get an agency in New York. So I booked a one-way ticket. Um a train train ticket to new york which is like is it supposed to be 12 hours it ended up being 18 hours because it was like a boulder that fell and the whole track was blocked and I had to move it it was crazy but i made sure. some lifelong friends in that train which was really cool okay uh which come in handy later on in the story right uh got to new york and i told my agent she's like you know like there's other ways to do this i'm like book me in, in like a meeting with every agency you can in new york so I had like six meetings a day for a long period of time. Wow. Um, I didn't really have money to be there though. Right. So for like a couple of days, that's when I was homeless in New York just because wow. I had nowhere to sleep and I had like Crazy. no money for food. So you're a, a model going to different agencies while on the street. Yeah. For how long? I was in the, like I was just like a day? four or five days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus but you Christ. get a gym membership, you take showers. And then when I would have some money, like I had to beg for some money for a couple of times. Crazy. Or, um, you go to a buffet, you just stay there and you just eat a bunch of food, which is not good for being super lean, but like you're hungry. You dude. need food. Yeah. yeah. But you go for food at night so you don't fall asleep, empty stomach and you're good the next Man, day. You and you're intermittent fasting for one meal a day. <laughs> 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 yeah there's a, posi a positive twist to it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so and so yeah i i do i do all my meetings and then eventually i um managed to get money for a train back home um so no calls nothing no nothing agency took me no wow um and like i was on a train man i was crying i was like i failed yeah i was like that's a lot of meetings that i had like not one person i'm booking all those jobs back home um and then eventually on the on the train um my agent calls me she's like you the last agency you saw wants to sign you i was like yes 
so I was, you, yeah i was so happy and you can't just turn a train around though no exactly <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter because they send the contract and there's a lot of like paperwork before going back oh perfect you need a visa gotcha. to go work over there right 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 um so i came back took a picture with her in the contract i was super excited amazing um and then yeah this whole thing of like meeting the girl because uh, she was in the modeling world right. sorry back to tinder no no not back to tinder. yeah yeah well so that's sort of tinder. oh back yeah, to tinder oh yeah. perfect Shout and then tinder. that led me to do all this and then i was still doing a bit of modeling on the side right but i needed like a shift and i had some signs that i should sure. move to alberta yeah um so i moved to alberta stayed with my friend and then realized i had an uncle in alberta which i always knew but i forgot about him in the whole process of me like being anxious and nervous about leaving home for the first time right. with no money and right. no to place to so stay. an uncle would be perfect in this situation yeah yeah so i met up with him and he's like you can work with me if you want to so he was doing drywall and taping jesus so i started doing that with him to drywall <laughs> yeah but i was still running my instagram at the time uh, so I was still posting pictures from like old modeling jobs Damn. and just documenting my life. And then an agency from Milan saw me on Instagram. Did you, was Lucky Lifestyle a thing at this point? It was Lucky's Life. Lucky's Life. Point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I changed it three times. Okay. Yeah. It okay. was Lucky's Life at that time. But they saw my picture and they're like, send me a DM. They're like, hey, really like your look. We'd potentially want to have you come and work in Milan perfect i'm like this seems super sketchy <laughs> dm on instagram oh well, yeah so i i asked them like for their their website and i did my research um i didn't go through my agent because i like to get shit done i don't like to wait after people sure and my, your agent can be really slow sometimes yeah. i was like cool like skype call see if it's weird or not um the guy was legit he's like yeah offering you a contract to go to milan and you would fly out in like i had two months i think um but i was like I wasn't fat, but I wasn't in modeling shape because you had to send them pictures. I'm like, ah, oh, you need to lose some weight if you're going to come to Italy because it's really competitive. Um, so I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll, I'll no take problem. care of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what happened is because I knew I was leaving soon, I wanted to get the most out of wherever I was. Um, so I did a, a hitchhike to Banff <laughs> from my uncle's house, which amazing people in alberta for, sure. for giving you rights i went there and i was sitting at a hostel and then a guy started talking to me he was german his name was flo florian schwartz um <laughs> one of my good buddies now which is yeah it's funny how i met him he's just like we're having breakfast and he's like he's like oh what are you eating and we started talking and nice. and he's like oh man i have this idea like i want to travel the rest of bc and vancouver island and but he's like i I have an international permit, but I'm scared to drive here. Um, and I don't know nothing about cars. I'm like, ha, man, I can help you. Like, I, you know, yeah, I've yeah. fixed cars before. Like, I'm I know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know this stuff. So I went on Craigslist with him and started finding cars. Um, I test drove a bunch of cars and I was like, I got him a Dodge Caravan. Nice, perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, you know what, man? Like, I'm just going to not work with my uncle anymore, and I'm going to come with you on this. Right, because that's logical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so call my uncle, man. I'm not coming back. Um, Jesus. He found another helper. But, yeah, we got a bed, put it in the back, and then we started. We left. Um, we did Banff. We did Jasper, and then came down all the way through BC, all the way to Vancouver Island, like Chilliwack. We did everything. That's the dream. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was, oh, man. I was like three four years ago so while you were trying to cut weight for Milan, yeah i was living in a van which was super hard right well um, it's probably not a lot to eat i don't know and you eat a lot of protein bars because <laughs> you can't cook food you oh, can't yeah, store right, it because right, right, we didn't right. have a, a cooler which we should have bought now that i think about it <laughs> but you have nothing to cook either <laughs> yeah. right 
<laughs> so we couldn't keep food. We had to eat what we bought. We had to eat. Right, so right. Pita bread and hummus, but it's pita bread and hummus. Fuck, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I got you. You're going for runs in the morning. So we, we, we made it work. And then I flew from there to Ottawa because I had a fashion show there before I flew out to Milan. And it was kind of like a big announcement party that was going to Milan. Awesome. And then I flew to Italy for three months. Wow. And so I worked there, got to experience the whole fashion world and how messed up it is. <laughs> so did they take care of you out there? Like, how was that experience? Like, going, uh, just flying out to another country so, is crazy. So I'll break this down for a lot of people that want to be models. When you go to other countries to model, they, it looks like they pay everything for you, but they don't. They front you the money. So, oh. so your mother agency gets usually 15% of an international contract and your international agency gets 35%. So you're left with 50% of the money you make. Yeah. But they fronted you your plane, they front you your apartment, your, they front you your expenses for your modeling book, your modeling cards. This adds up. So you have to pay all this stuff with like 50% of your income when right. you book jobs. Um, so I learned the hard, I, I came out flat, I didn't make any money. Brutal. Yeah, and the apartment, they overcharge you like the price they were charging each person was the actual price of the apartment. And it was four people in my apartment in a one bedroom. Savage. Yeah. So they, they did you dirty like they do artists. Like they do. So it's, they give you the advance yeah. money and then say, oh, yeah, we need to recoup that, by the way. So, yeah that, yeah, that checks ours, actually. Yeah, exactly. Savage. So they're taking like 45% right off the top for booking you the gig. How do they justify taking that, that percentage? Um, yeah, for getting the gig. Damn. Yeah. God. And just because like they they've built their name they've built their brand and people trust them as an agency right they can um, get the good gigs and all that shit yeah, yeah geez. So it was worth it. i got to meet some cool people from around the world i got to experience a lot of things and see what the industry actually was because you don't get to experience that from local modeling there's a lot of drugs a lot of cigarettes there's a lot of just crazy stuff, Wild stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah the world is crazy um what so, happened to your buddy and uh that you got the kid van with but that's where i was going so after he dropped me off at the airport he drove down to la so <laughs> and so he did his thing in LA while I was doing my modeling right. but by the time I was on my contract he flew back to Germany so I was like man I'm gonna take the bus and come and see you obviously yeah it makes sense yeah. so I I took the bus out so like Switzerland and then ended up in Germany and he picked me up with his dad and I got to stay with him for like two three weeks no way yeah it was it was amazing do you keep, I, uh, still keep in touch yeah awesome. definitely yeah he's like killing he's like an entrepreneur now he's killing it yeah no way that's um, crazy so yeah I stayed with him got to experience a bit of Germany um, but because I did stay a little bit longer than the three months you can have as a tourist so oh I was there illegally that's not good in italy when yeah. you get on that flight back that's some issues there no yeah yeah so but the thing is we stayed up all night the night before so my eyes were really red logically and yeah because that's so the was, smart thing to do i was wearing glasses right and then when they asked me to take them off i was like oh, i'd rather not just because i they would think i'm like a high or something and then it would search my bags for like drugs which i didn't have yeah um but i just didn't want to take off my glasses sure. and then they flagged me for that so they put like a special sticker on my passport <laughs> that I had to wait like, like two years for to get rid of. Wow. Um, but I went to like security. They pulled me aside. They checked my bag and everything. And I got to New York. And straight when I was in the line in New York, they pulled me aside. Um, they asked me a bunch of questions. No weird glove thingy. They yeah, just, yeah. yeah, it had a bunch of questions for me. Like, oh, why were you over there for this long? Blah, blah. I was, like, I was just visiting a friend. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy because you were super legit. There's yeah. no party that wasn't legit. Well, I was working modeling illegally. Well, no. Yeah. Like, yeah, sure, there's yeah. that. But, like, there's no drugs. There's no, yeah, like, no, you're not exactly, actually, yeah. like, besides the paperwork, yeah. And, like, 
that and then i landed in ottawa my parents picked me up nice. um but my luggage wasn't there i only <sighs> got my luggage a week after and they like when i opened it everything was trash of course like yeah and yeah. it had a big letter like we suspicions TSA. that you had like drugs and stuff like that yeah um so every time i would cross the border with that sticker on my passport it would always pull me aside right so now that it's renewed i don't have it anymore which is really cool congrats yeah, yeah thank yeah. you <laughs> uh and then i i stayed with my parents for like a month but after having all this freedom of me traveling around i was like this is like this sucks right i have to come <laughs> back at a certain time i'm stuck in a basement oh man yeah, yeah totally so I saw a picture on Instagram of a girl posting a picture on top of a mountain. I'm like, that's a cool mountain. Where is right. that? You mean you swiped on it on Tinder? <laughs> no, I was on Instagram that one. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, it's more Tremblant in Quebec, which is like two hours and a half from my place. Okay. Uh, I was like, I'm just going to hitchhike there and see what it looks like. <laughs> so I packed my bag. I actually have a picture on my Instagram. It's like, uh, how do you call that? Those things that you wash your body with in the shower. It's like fluffy oh yeah i don't know what that, that is even called yeah i know exactly yeah, yeah but i put that on my on my cardboard it's like freshly clean it smelled good <laughs> <laughs> and the first person that picked me up was like that's clever that's legit <laughs> hitchhikers don't smell it the best no, all the time hitchhikers are, are trash i should hitchhike all the time yeah for sure that's hilarious <laughs> so i put that and then i got i got there in two rides yeah oh wow yeah well that's good Dude, i was a at hitchhiking well, my average waiting time was five minutes between rides wow i never waited longer than five minutes except one time but out of like 100 rides man, five minutes if you ever hitchhike anywhere you can be on the side of the highway for hours at a yeah. time man but get a nice with, smile man You're yeah, like, yeah. Right <laughs> you know you want to hear i'm a model i was just yeah. in italy i swear to god no joke like 80 percent were women that were picking me up mm -hmm. yeah i was like, i thought it, bastards it, i think like women wouldn't pick me up because i was a guy alone on the side of the road but no but he's got that musculature and those so high like, cheekbones and, so I was and like, he's yeah, squeaky right. clean. So hop him in. It, it got me good rides. Um, so then I got there and I was like, oh, I don't know where to sleep. There's a mountain. I'm just going to go sleep on it. I'm just going to hike it up. There's a mountain. I'm just going to go sleep on it. Yeah. just want to meditate on that for a second. What the fuck? It's a free hotel, <laughs> man. Um, There's trees. It's coverage. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's raining. You're, you're fine. That's how this man thinks. And then, and then I, uh, so I was documenting the whole thing on Instagram. So Lucky became Lucky's Adventure. Gotcha. So I started posting a whole bunch of stuff, like people that were giving me rides, life lessons they were sharing. Yeah. And anyways, one person from my high school was um, following me. He's like, yo, dude, I live here. Do you want to come set my place? I'm like, yeah, for sure. sure. That works too. I wasn't that in love with this mountain. Yeah. Yeah. So I went there and then the next day, like they showed me town. I was like, it's absolutely beautiful here. Like I would stay here. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you? I'm like, well, I have nowhere to stay so far. Like, oh, dude, we're moving to another spot. It's like a three bedroom. So they showed it to me. I'm like, how much do you want? He's like, oh, 500 for one room, which is okay. Uh, but I didn't have 500 bucks. I was like, that's a big closet you got there. How much would you want for that? What? He's like, I don't know. He's like, what if I give you 100 bucks? He's like, just in the closet? Done. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sold. He's like, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. I'm like, cool. Damn. So the whole floor was a queen mattress. Yeah. But I was like, I'm only going to live here if I get a job. Okay. Um, so I printed a resume. I went to the mountain where the whole village is. Uh, I went to Roots, <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Um, I went there. Just like, cool. Like, you're hired. Um, he's like, when you start? Well, I'm like, I have all my bags with me. So whenever you want. She's like, what do you mean? And I told her, like, how I came here. Yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, well, you want to start, like, tomorrow? I'm like, cool. I called my parents. I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> So I stayed there for six months, man, sleeping in that closet, working there, and, and just making a whole bunch of friends. That what did your parents think? That I was crazy? They still think I'm crazy. Right. Yeah. So they must have established this probably as soon as you sold all your shit and went to Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're still trying to figure it out. 
I'll put okay. it this way. Yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, so, okay. Sold all your shit. Boom, Banff, all the way through BC, right? Or yeah. Alberta, all the way through BC. Yeah. From there, we go to Italy. Yeah. It's a quick stop over a fashion show. We come back, all types of problems. Um, and now, wh- where's your head at? Like, what are you thinking at this point? Um, that I had an average time of staying somewhere for like three months. I was just like a kind of rule that I created. Um, for Montchamblant, I was making money before I left. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll just stay a little bit longer. Um, and when yeah so just i want to go back to one something when sure. i went to in alberta and i met my buddy from germany yeah i woke up one morning i was like i want a tattoo like, right. what do i want so i went to a tattoo shop and i went on pinterest and i got this one i got fernve which uh fernve which means being homesick from somewhere you've never been but Ooh. it was in german because my buddy was german oh and i was like yo that's cool do we have that word in english no we don't like that no. being homesick no. from a yeah but that's like or... german right they have one word for like a whole no, paragraph it's amazing. Yeah. yeah no for sure okay and then in montchamblant when i left i got this tattoo here that's all lessons i learned there um so explore learn understand create and transform it's everything that i learned when i was living in that city um and then there's a lot of small stories from when i was in montchamblant right um but the big image is that I flew out to LA for like a work conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, I was like, Oh, I might as well go to LA. Like I've never been to LA. So why not? I got a ride with someone and I, and I went to LA and then, so I moved my flight from LA to, from Vegas to LA. Yeah. Cause I was supposed to go back to Montreal and live with my buddy. Like it was set. Like I was moving in when I came back, uh, I was in LA and I was like, no, this is really nice here. I'm going to stay here. So I called to see if I can get like reimbursed for my flight or like move it or something. They're like, no, if you cancel it, like you lose everything. Right. I'm like, cancel it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I was like, I didn't have a lot of money too. I was like, just cancel it. Like I have a feeling that I have to stay here. So I, do you know what the Mantox is? No, I don't. So it's a like Vancouver organization for men where they just have like dope events and conversations. Sure. Oh, Mantox. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my God. Uh, yeah. Who just, uh, Gary V was at the one last year. Uh, yeah. Grant Real Talk Cardone. Summit. Real Talk Did Summit. he come? Oh, was there, but Gary Vee was there. Who? Uh, when's this one? When's the next one? So it got canceled, the one you're thinking of. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, because they didn't get the people they wanted on time and all oh, that. Oh, damn. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, Mantox is amazing. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Keep going. Yeah. So they had their first event in LA, and I didn't know what Mantox was at the time, mm-hmm. but I knew who Preston Smile was. I don't, do you know who that is? I don't. He's like a spiritual motivational speaker on youtube that i've sure. been following for years at that point so like man like i get a chance to meet him this is dope so I'm like 40 bucks so <laughs> <laughs> so i paid to go to the event to meet him and meet all the other speakers there's a man named javon that was there and when he shared his story i really resonated with him um so i went up to talk to him after he's like hey man i'm actually like doing this workshop next weekend if you want to mm-hmm. it's like how long are you in town i'm like i don't know i legally have six months to be here so sure yeah six months yeah, yeah. so he's like man just like just come like you know you're, you're covered wow so the next weekend i went there and i opened up about shit that i've never talked about to anyone wow and it was a group of men that i didn't know um which made it easier because i was like oh, i'll never see him again now they're all close friends <laughs> <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny how, how life works. works yeah yeah so but like i opened up about shit like me you know almost taking my life away me almost you know having a kid and there's wow. all those things yeah oh my god um and when i got out of that workshop i was like what do you want to create now i was like whoa that's a big question yeah um and as i thought about it i was like you know what like i feel in a position of power where i'm ready ready to create something big um, but obviously can't do it in LA cause I almost have no more money. Um, I can only be here six months. So I looked at my bank account, I had a hundred bucks. <laughs> so I got, that's a good, not going to get you anywhere. So I got a good flight, a good deal for a flight to Vancouver. 
Uh, how good was this deal? It was a one way, but okay. yeah. Sure. Was, so I was like, man, like, where, can I go back to Alberta and like work with my uncle and make some money and then go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. I couldn't go back to Montreal and have enough money for it. Um, and then I was in Vancouver. I was like, who do I know in Vancouver? Like, I've traveled through there. But then I went on Facebook and I found my buddy Sam, who like drove from Montreal to there to be a stunt actor. And he was staying in Surrey. Like, he's, he's crazy. He's like us. Okay. He's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. So I was like, you. hey, man, he's like, if I come to Vancouver, can I set your place? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Right. I'm like, cool. So I bought my flight and my, my flight and I got to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed with him for a little while. Like I stayed on his couch, uh, but he didn't have any blanket or pillows because he's just like move here. And he was kind of like as broke as me, but he had an apartment. Right. So he's a, he's a, he was one level up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it took me, man, I was sleeping on my backpack with my sweatshirt. Cause you know, like you need something like when yeah, you're sleeping, over you, you can't just sleep yeah. with nothing on yeah, you. Yeah, I get you. Um, and it took me like three weeks of like going on Craigslist, trying to find gigs, make some money. I was, my money, I was using it for food. But when I got to the point where I had enough money for food to feed me, I bought a blanket and a pillow, Damn. which was like a, an upgrade. It was like the first like milestone in Vancouver. I was like, I have a freaking pillow and a blanket, man. Never under, underestimate that. <laughs> I still have that blanket. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, That's it's it. good memories. Um, and then I started doing more work, meeting more people. And I started couch surfing at new friends that I was making. Mm. So I, I think I couch surfed nine times my whole wow. time. And for nine months, no, nine months, I did one, two, six couches crazy yeah wow. i kept getting closer though it was like surrey new west mount pleasant downtown and like kids and decent, yeah, yeah. decent, decent, getting decent. closer see that's when i was first that's that's the first lucky lifestyle video i ever saw yeah and that was crazy to me because in my mind every vlogger and every influencer is just like oh look at my beautiful life da, 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 da. and here you are and the video was a couple of years old and you were just like yeah um so you guys know me for this and you know me for this and um, i just want to be honest with you guys like this is where i'm at and yeah. you know, this is where I sleep. This is a couch. This is not my place. Yeah. I don't have a blanket. <laughs> this is pretty much like a studio apartment yeah, like, too. And so it was like, and it was just so surreal to me because it was like, oh, fuck. I mean, that was what actually originally drew me to me, drew me to you because it was like, and obviously we had a connection in yeah. another way, but um, it was just like, oh, there's honesty here. Yeah. And that is so fucking rare so fucking rare it's impossible to come by and especially in sorry vancouver especially in vancouver you know vancouver la these places are we have a lot of putting a front yeah yeah there's there's definitely a front here and so that was what i was like okay yeah absolutely let's lock in on this this is amazing uh let's follow this story let's let's go with it and your videos from then was was that three years ago now no i was Two years ago. Two years ago. Because I moved here two years in May. All right. Yeah. Oh my it's crazy, god. Crazy man. I've only been here two years. Wow. The shit that we've built in two years. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. That's insane. Sorry, it's at a moment. Yeah. Um, so you're there now. What was that thing that you wanted to build? Actually, hold up. We skipped something. For listeners here, we'll go over that word one more time. Uh, to the German accent, Fernve. Okay, which means being homesick from somewhere you've never been. So Lucky has that on his right wrist. Yeah. Um with a atlas or a outline of the world on top of that. Yeah. And then on top of that on his forearm is a uh it's a compass with mountains. <laughs> Cuz so that I drew when I was high. <laughs> well, it's my buddy's first tattoo on someone. Oh wow. Yeah, so that's a pretty good fucking first tattoo. Right? And he's like, what if I mess it up? I'm like, man, it's going to be a great story. So, <laughs> so he tattooed me. And that's one of the stories from when I was in Mochabla. Yeah. 
got this tattooed and i was going on a trip the next day i didn't know where mm-hmm. so she went to the train station and i'm like lady close your eyes put your finger on the map and she did and i was like i want to take it to wherever you put your finger she's like all right cool You're it's a ghost a town sure it was, it was a ghost town there was no one there so i yeah. had to like hitchhike to a mountain walk to the highest one i hiked it and then slept up there it was freaking cold while my tattoo was healing i had to like wash it with like river water and i'm happy it healed properly to Gangster. Be sweet <laughs> came down the mountain and i was like at a dead end road like there was no one driving there for like an hour that was the time that i waited a really long time and then eventually there's like one suv and it's a young girl in it i'm like and you're like perfect let's go no i jumped in front of the car i was like hey like i need your help and then she's like super sketched out i'm like don't even roll down your window just listen to me (laughs) so i tell her my yeah i'm like feel safe yeah Uh, so i just tell her my story she's like okay you can get a ride and we were close to um lake placid in upstate new york okay so i went to that town i had nowhere to sleep because it's small enough of a town where you can't just go in the woods and camp yeah um but it's still big enough of a town that's super expensive to get a hotel mm-hmm. um so i was like oh, i'm just gonna go to mcdonald's grab a bus the next day go back to the train and go home yeah um but mcdonald's closed at 11 there i was oh, like man this sucks the worst so i was like okay i need to like own up right now like i need a solution what can i do i'm like if i set up my tent somewhere i'm gonna sleep really well and i i was walking by like a lake a small lake and there was a nice a bunch of nice houses with a good backyard I was like, i'm just gonna go and knock on their door <laughs> so dude first door that i walk to yeah. i knock on it they open up and it's like yes hello i'm like yeah i'm just like a traveler and like i have nowhere to sleep um do you mind if i pitch my tent in your backyard <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, she's like, I understand that. She's like, come on in. Wow. And I had dinner with them. I had coffee with them. And they were super, they were travelers too. Like I just happened to stumble upon the family that was travelers. Yeah. And their son was my age and he did similar shit. So Sweet. They, under, they understood it. And you know what Mac is, right? Hmm? Mac, the store, Mountain Equipment Club. Oh, yeah, Club. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. So they own a smaller version of that in their town. Oh, awesome. And you're like, you can just sleep in there. There's like Wi-Fi, it's heated, there's a, like beds, like we Tons sell of beds. products everywhere you can steal. Yeah, like, what exactly. The heck? Yeah, but like she trusted me from the conversations sure. that we had. And that's the whole, that's how I travel. It was the law of attraction. Whenever you put out is where you get back. And I based my whole traveling, my whole hitchhiking like that. I never had a bad experience. Like everything was great mm-hmm. everything always worked out yeah be a good person other people will be a good person back so yeah, yeah. yeah and even well. if people don't know you they just get your vibe yeah totally. so i went to the store i stayed in there it was amazing i documented the whole thing on like instagram <laughs> um and people were like no way you made it um and the next day I, my bus was at 11 i think i woke up at like 7 because they were in the store doing their thing yeah and i'm like yo to repay you back like what do you guys need help with they're like oh well we just need to paint the the front of the store i'm like i've painted before i can do that sure no problem painted that raked the leaves helped clean the airbnb they had like a whole bunch of stuff i just helped them work and like whenever you come back like you always have a place to stay amazing which i never up i didn't do yet i didn't go back yet but i have them on facebook so it's super it's gonna cool. happen so the other one um one? so obviously the family with the mountains that's a good short little blurb too i mean that's i love how simple that is so for for listeners um as we work our way up lucky's arm (laughs) um uh past the um woods and the mountains on his bicep there is a uh shadow outline of a group of mountains with the word family underneath five mountains five mountains so what's that about uh because we're five in our family um and my family came to see me in july Mm. last year Mm -hmm which is the first time they ever came to see me somewhere that I've lived. 
Wow. I've never stayed somewhere longer than three months, so I get them for that. But I like had my apartment. I was living with my girlfriend. Jen. You were established. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna come and visit." And it's actually at the time where like my tax money came back, so I was able to like treat them properly. <laughs> we can go like, to dinner. We're going to Whistler in Mercedes. And we did that. It was crazy. That's tight. So on their last day with me, because they're gonna rent the car, go to Alberta, see my uncle, and all that. Um, my dad was like, yeah, we should all get a tattoo. Amazing. And my dad has one because he got one the first time I got this one on my arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom didn't have a tattoo and she turned 50. So it was, wow. And so we all got tattooed. My brothers, they all got it on their wrist. Um, but I had plans for this one. I still, have, I still do. So I was like, oh, I'll just put it here. Yeah. So we got five mountains. We're a family. And it represents like, you know, our first time being in BC and our first time like being wow. as a family in wow. four, four wow. years. Wow. Um, and yeah, the funniest thing is like when my mom was getting tattooed, everybody had their phones out to see her reaction. And she just stood there like a boss. And she was like, I gave birth. It's <laughs> like, this is easy. <laughs> no problem. That's yeah. gangster. <laughs> and she just owned it the whole time. She's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. I push things out of my womb. You think this is yeah. a problem? Get yeah. out of here. That's hilarious. And then so on your, so uh, what is this? Forearm. Forearm. Yeah. yeah. Duh. Um, triangles working all the way up with different Meanings. i just love the geometric like simplicity to it yeah so, sorry go through it one more time yeah explore explore learn learn understand create and transform so is that a stroke of genius on your part or did you draw inspiration from somewhere for that tattoo uh well that's the lessons that i've learned like right. i was like what did i learn here and wow. then i need to find something for that so i did i love pinterest i'm on pinterest <laughs> i started typing those words and then those triangles came up mm. and then it's funny how like how life works i was like oh this triangle means this and it like perfectly matches everything that i said but also at that time i went through some hard times and it made me realize at that time that however you perceive a situation defines if it's good or bad so you decide the meaning of whatever is happening Mm -hmm. and then when i saw those triangles like does it really mean that i was like fuck it that's the meaning i'm giving it to it i choose that so that's the other meaning to the tattoo maybe it means something else gangster but to me that's what it means yeah super gangster yeah. What, what made you stay in vancouver you, you went, you've been all over the world what made you stay um tinder's hot out here yeah <laughs> i didn't go out of here but it was uh <laughs> yeah um yeah, well surfing from the, from the from the couch surfing on one of the last couches that i was on that's a video that i made on youtube it has like thirty six thousand views on it now yeah um what? i met thirty six thousand. yeah Bro, I saw the shit like 700. Yeah. And cool. I make like videos that are better edited, higher quality, yeah. and they get like 2,000. I'm like, what? <laughs> but again, it was authentic and people related to it. It was awesome, yeah. Um, but that's about the time that I met my girlfriend. Okay. So I met my girlfriend, which is a huge part of my story in, in Vancouver and, and why I am the way that I am today and why I'm here. Um, I met her a month after I moved here. Because someone was following me on Facebook, inviting me to like a party and then hung out with them. And then her friend, who was Jen, who was an event planner, was looking for um, a waiter. She's like, Lucky Th- needs money. I thought you were say a boyfriend. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she was looking for a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. She's looking for a waiter for her event. Yeah. Um, and my fr- her, our friend, common friend, was like, Lucky needs money. So, yeah. So she put us to get together in, in contact and then yeah. we started chatting and we discovered we had a lot of similar interests and, and passion for life and trying to understand and better ourselves but there was an age difference. So we, there was never anything there. Like we never thought Explored of like, it, yeah, or, yeah, this could be something. Sure. Um, so it took like almost nine, 10 months of us talking back and forth. Wow. Yeah. Of just like us hanging out because yeah, she was 
older than me. I so think. did you know from the jump when you're like, hey, I gotta work at this girl? Or was it just like, nah, you know, nah. we're cool, we're hanging out and yeah, whatever? Event, eventually, yeah, we're just hanging out, having cool conversation with me like every two, three weeks. And mm-hmm. we would like, you know, when you wanna date someone, there's stuff you don't share. Right. Like we had those authentic, authentic conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day I was like, I feel different towards her. Wow. Do I feel like she's a really good friend? Or, or do I feel like she's something more? Yeah. Wow. And then I started exploring that feeling. And then it turned out to us like yeah. and you're, dating. How long, how long have you guys been together now? Two years? I was going to be two years at the end of October. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah super cool. And she's, uh, she's a super authentic person in herself. If you don't know, please, or I'll let you plug it because yeah. her story is just a, is a breathtaking yeah. itself. You want to go into it with the story? I mean, please. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Please so share. Her Instagram is the boo project at the but, boo. Pro- yeah. yeah. <laughs> first foremost, great fucking name. The boo yeah. project is amazing. When that first came out and I knew about it before it came out and when yeah. you told me the name, I, I died inside. That was amazing. Yeah. And it sticks in my head. So perfectly. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So um, Jennifer. So after like three months of us dating, um, she had some suspicions that she might have cancer. There was a lump mm. in her, in her breast and, so we went to the doctors, did some tests, and I think the night before we had our appointment with the doctor the next day, like we went for a walk and we, we kind of knew at right. that point. Right. Um, so the next day when we walked to the office, we were ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was like a big like turn of events. It's like, crazy. Oh, now deal with cancer. A lot of people ask me, why did I stay? Right. Um, because we've only been together three months especially as a person that bounces like you had bounced in, yeah. the, in, in the past but i realized that i've never loved someone that much before wow. yeah. um and yeah it just it just clicked i'm like i i need to be here mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. even though like me like going from all my freedom and all that which was now i know that all my freedom was bullshit um, i knew where it came from it came from lack of freedom when i was younger and i just wanted to rebel and that's why i did everything right um i was like i need to be here um and then she was living with a roommate at the time so i kind of asked her if i could move in to take care of her so we moved in together then which three months after we started dating we we're already living together which was like i've never lived with a girl before so i was like oh man there's so much involved in this <laughs> um and eventually kind of realized that we needed our own place. So I started doubling down on, on working. I was working construction at the time. Right. Uh, and we got our first apartment in Olympic Village and then we furnished our apartment because we had like two backpacks. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, what we yeah. had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I need a moving truck to move my Jesus shit. What is that? Christ, yeah. that's trash. Um, yeah, so we moved to Olympic Village together and then we've you know, been dealing with her cancer since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a year for her to come out publicly. And I like, I think I told you like a little bit before. Sure. But for um, listeners, please do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously she's diagnosed with breast cancer, took her a year to go public and be ready to deal with it because she made the decision to not do chemo radiation or surgery. Wow. Yeah. Cause from, from research and how she was feeling and just from a spiritual point of view, she knew that she didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant that we had to go to the alternative side, which is a whole new world, <laughs> which is unfinanced, unfinanced, Completely. super unfinanced, yeah. like extremely unfinanced. Yeah. And what we mean, what we mean by unfinanced is it, it's not government subsidized. Yeah. So there's a, there's a route that people are supposed to take when diagnosed with cancer, yeah. um, which is typically chemotherapy. And that's not a natural route, so to speak. No. Um, so yeah not finance so everything came out of my pocket full price right uh yeah medicare is fucking expensive yeah yes yeah so i started funding everything myself mm-hmm. started getting into debt 
to, to find everything. Just because she didn't have a job or because she... Well, she couldn't work. She's, she's a businesswoman. So based on energy levels. Yeah. yeah. There's no, there was no entrance because she works for herself. And yeah. then it was like, oh, okay, deal with this. So, you know, we managed to make it work for the past, for the past two years. Um, but before she came out publicly, um, I wanted to find a way to help her out. Like I knew we needed money and I knew that there was other people that were in her situation um, and I knew there were other people that were in my situation. They're like, I have someone cancer that I love and I can't do shit about it because I don't have money. Right. And that's where the idea to send going to San Francisco came out of. Right. I was like, I want to raise money for people that are in our situation. Um, so I organized this whole trip where you guys all know I biked from Vancouver to San Francisco. Never done a bike trip With before. With no previous experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been biked like five years before that. And the longest biking I've done is like 15 minutes. <laughs> Just like go across a couple of states. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I managed to set up the, the GoFundMe, get some sponsors and, and left, which was absolutely horrible. It was, it was a fun experience, but my goal was to suffer. Fun. My goal was to suffer and get as close as I could to how she was feeling, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I don't even think I came 10% close. Right. And I was in pain the whole time. Like you're sleeping, your legs cramp up and you're waking up. You, your body doesn't want to fall asleep because it's so cold. Right. Yeah. That's what I went through pretty much for like the first 20 days. So yeah, just to clarify, you, you weren't going and getting hotels and, and stopping everybody no, the way. I was camping. You're camping. So every bit of the uh, money donated was going to where it was supposed to go to. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know. No, I paid with my own money for the trip. Exactly. All the money I was raised went towards them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, camping. And I vlogged every single day. Mm-hmm. Vlogging was harder than the bike trip. <laughs> There's no Wi-Fi in the woods. Right. So how'd you edit? I would edit on my lap, like I would charge my laptop wherever sure. I was at. I would stay and like eat some food. Yeah. I would charge it. I would edit super basic really quickly. And then I would export it while I had uh, energy. Yeah. And then I have my laptop full and I had to use the internet on my phone right. to upload the video on YouTube. Oh. I was like over a grand of cell phone bill at the end oh of the God. trip. Yeah. Actually, I lost a lot of money on that trip, but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I managed to upload every single day for the whole trip. It took me 22 days. Yeah. Raised over $4,000. I got $1,000 for each patient, which was great. Yeah. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely um, set out. I think you set out to, I think you accomplished what you set out to do, even if you didn't, maybe didn't hit the um, amount that, the I amount that you originally yeah. wanted. I, I, I go big. I put 50,000 at first. I was like, Whatever. If we're short 10 grand, that's still amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, it's just like uh, in terms of what you sent out, a uh, set out to do um, conceptually was yeah. accomplished 1000%, yeah. right? So in a month. In a month. Yeah, I had the, I was sitting at the doctor's with her. I'm, I was like thinking, I'm like, that's cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. everything started from there. Right. So once you got back then, um, yeah. and obviously um, distributed that money to the, the patients that you were working with and, and, yeah. and very deserving. Which was the most, like, there was one person, um, I don't think, I don't think she has social media, but I, I won't say her name, but once we had the coffee with her, we had a meeting with her and we're right. like, Hey, this is how much we raised. Um, and you know, this is how much she wanted to give you. And she started crying because mm-hmm. she was doing a lot of alternative stuff as well. And right. she's like, I had no more money for food. Like I was wondering how I was going to eat today. Damn. Um, so it's like crazy. Here's an e-transfer. <laughs> She's like, yes, this is perfect. Yeah, it was. It Damn. was. It was great to chat with her and and see the impact of mm-hmm. of, of the whole trip because wow. like it's me biking and documenting the whole thing. You don't know, so get to see the impact until it happened. Right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And I, I actually like 
maybe it would have gotten you more views if you would have filmed the behind the scenes in terms of like yeah. your relationships with these cl- with these patients it, and and with these you know these it, families. Yeah, I, I would have needed more time because um, her she didn't want to be on camera, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, one of the person passed away that we mm-hmm. were raising money for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so was, I wasn't gonna go see his wife yeah. and be like, yeah, do you want to film? Um, so you know for sure yeah it would have been next project for sure (laughs) you're saying that like yeah obviously i didn't do that man there's there's people that would do that there's people that would go and stick a camera in that person's face no doubt um because that would be great content yeah and that's what a lot of people are out for so once you finish that trip um where was your intent from there so you were essentially goalless for a second were you not <laughs> yeah it was the worst <laughs> and i remember this very clearly because i remember you got back from your trip first off when you went on your trip i was like oh fuck cool obviously he's gonna do some crazy shit like this yeah. so i wasn't even surprised and then uh, and then you got back and i was like wait a minute i remember just telling my girlfriend like so what is he gonna do now <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I swear to god it was a fucking day i don't know how long it was but like yeah i know <laughs> tracy messaged me he's like you're always up to something. Yeah, like, yeah what, I know. What, I what are you up to now? Yeah. What are you up to now? Yeah. Um, so, well, before I, I, I go into that, I, I enjoyed a chunk of the trip. I was biking. Mm-hmm. The impulsive side of me took over. I saw like a $50 helicopter ride. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, so I, I remember like, that. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to bike in there, <laughs> jumped in a helicopter with two other people because you need like three people. Yeah. And we just took off around for like 20 minutes yeah. and get back down. I've never been in a helicopter before. Super cool. Yeah. I was like, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so you have to come back to me being goalless for a month. A month? It was a month. No, it wasn't that long. I was like, no, I don't it was not a month. a month. It was not a month. I couldn't go a month. It was, it was a matter of weeks. I thought yeah. it was a matter it, of days. It was two weeks, I think. Sure. Because it took me, yeah, it was like, I think it was about two weeks. I was like, I need something bigger. Um, but this time, like, I'd like to do it for me because I feel like I've been doing so much. For other people. Yeah, but not in a bad way, but it's just, like, I wanted to have a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I was like, I want something crazier than biking to San Francisco. Like, biking to Portland now is, like, meh. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I bike to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so, like, I need something bigger. Um, and then I saw, like, I was on Google and I was just looking for, like, athletic stuff. And Iron Man came up right i was like i don't know what that is but it sounds freaking cool it sounds badass <laughs> uh so i started doing my research it's like oh a triathlon what's triathlon and did some more research spoke to some people i was gonna do an olympic olympic distance triathlon before which is um so 1.5 kilometer swim 40 kilometer bike and a 10 kilometer run which is super short well by my sense <laughs> it's super short now um so i wanted to do that and then i told my friends and like dude we're doing half iron man and like oliver why don't you do a half with us i was like Hmm. Half is 1.9 kilometer swim, 90 kilometer bike, and a 21.1 kilometer run. That's a half Ironman? Yeah, it's a half. Christ. Yeah, dude, a full Ironman is like 3.6 kilometer swim. That's insane. 180 bike and a 42.2 run. Wow. Yeah, one day. Yeah. Um, so why don't you do a half with us? I'm like, okay. And then my logic went to, I know I can accomplish an Olympic distance. Right. Like I know I can do it right now without training. I wouldn't be fast, but I could finish it without, without running, without walking. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. 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 But a half Ironman, I have my doubts. Yeah. Like that's why I need to do that one. So I signed up for half Ironman in Victoria that just happened this past June. Right. Um, and then I started training from there. So mid November, took me two weeks. I started training 
And then I started doing more research on like how to change for this thing. Is it swim, bike, run? I haven't swam in so long. Right. Biking kind of had it down. Yeah. yeah. And then running, it was just running yeah. <laughs> at that point. Easy. Um, but then the swimming was super hard for me. So I went in there and I did 50 meters and I was almost choked. I was dying. Crazy. Yeah. 50 meters. Yeah. It was wow. like, that's one way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. one way. I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to do this 1.5 kilometer. That's insane. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. die. Yeah. Um, and then what I did is I started listening to coaches that were coaching other people around mm. like this is how you put your hand this is how you breathe this is how you put your hand in the water i was like oh okay kind of getting a hang Figured of it, it and eventually got better um youtube and like he goes back to youtube does his own research next thing you know he's doing half ironmans third out of the water this race man <laughs> out of like 200 people crazy that's crazy yeah. um yeah so i started training for that because i bought my watch in mid-december which i started recording my workout so i have data from december from like 2017 so how much how much better have you gotten since then how better like is it night and day or were you pretty good from the start um i got a feeling like you're pretty good from the start yeah well it was okay from the start like my swim was good Mm -hmm. um i think i swam 1.5 kilometers in 29 minutes Mm -hmm. my first race Mm -hmm. which i was one of the first ones out of the the water Mm -hmm. but it was a pool so on the pool you get to push off the walls oh yeah so that's funny actually my first race there's a lineup you go into like according to your time i've never competed i don't know how this thing works and people are saying their time like oh 30 34 28 and in my head i all i know is per 100 meter how much seconds mm-hmm. it tells you your average speeds per 100 meter mm-hmm. i'm like i was swimming like a one like not even like a 220 mm-hmm. per for for like that for like two minutes two minutes 20 seconds for 100 meters oh, shit. and they're saying like 30 28 and i thought seconds i'm holy fuck there's something 100 meters in 28 seconds so you that's like a that's like a boat that's fast yeah, yeah. so i'm just gonna go at the back of the line <laughs> so i went at the back of the line and what ended up happening is when you swim you feel a foot you tap it the person kind of moves aside and you pass them yeah i got in the water last and like almost last and then a foot I'm like oh keep swimming yeah. another foot keep swimming yeah. i ended up passing everybody no way yeah wow and jen was like dude you want the first ones out of the water i'm like oh shit cool <laughs> yeah yeah we have like footage of me just being like oh okay another person another I'm person a boat. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then got on the bike underestimated the weather it was super cold mm. um my bike was my bike for san francisco which was a steel frame which right. would be like a brick um started biking couldn't feel my hands couldn't feel my face my throat was killing me it was only 40 kilometers but at the end of the 40k like i couldn't open my hands i physically couldn't open my hands i got off my bike and i almost fell i couldn't grip my bike as my hand was stuck like that crazy i ran the transition holding my bike in between my fingers um and when i got to my shoes which i put like those little elastic thingies on it yeah um i couldn't grab my shoes to put my shoes on no way yeah because my hands were frozen how'd you get your shoes on well over time like i was pushing my foot in it and i was trying to get my wrist and i was i was it looked ugly um and I was like sitting there and I was like, man, like open up, open up. And yeah. I can't do anything. And then my pin ripped for my number. So I had to put a little piece of metal, frozen fingers. The whole time was terrible. Oh my God. Yeah. And then did a run. And my run, my legs were killing me because you're running after you've biked. And yeah. I was like, what's happening to my body right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished in three hours and three minutes. What was your goal? I didn't have a goal. I just wanted yeah. to finish it and not walk and not run yeah. and not walk. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, my last race, which was in the ocean. And then you were like, yeah, let's do this again. Yeah. So well, I already signed up for the half Ironman. So I had to add a commitment, right? Right. Yeah. So like my last race that I did, I swam in the water, in the ocean. 
in the water. You swam in the yeah. water. I swam in bricks. Uh, <laughs> so I swam in the ocean, and it was super choppy. It was bad weather. Even the people have been racing for a long time. Like this was terrible. Mm-hmm. And even with all that, I finished in two hours and twenty six minutes. Wow, huge improvement. Yeah. Wow. So it was it was, it was night and day. Yeah. Uh, did you have a tra- uh, uh, what caused that? Just more time training? Did you switch your training philosophy? Did you just get better? I How- bought a trainer. I, I got a trainer yeah. and just more more training and technique and, and studying how how people. Mm-hmm. swim faster that's what the whole optimization component comes after i did my iron man right right so it's like there has to be an easier not an easier way to do this but more efficient way of doing this right so your your goal is based around efficiency yeah yeah cool so w- when that tra- when that transition came when you're like okay yeah I, running iron man's is cool yeah but what i really want to be is a is you know optimus prime i really want to be the best yeah. human i can be um does that affect your training like when you say right now right now is your training yeah is it okay i want to run the fastest iron man or do the fastest iron man or is it i want to be the best human and do an iron man yeah or where are you at there it's a mix of both sure so like after i did my iron man i got injured on the last part of my race Mm. Uh, my goal was five hours and a half i finished in five hours and 50 minutes damn which i would have achieved five hours and a half if my left calf didn't give up because of my, my mechanics were off my hips and everything and my left calf gave out so i ran 11 kilometers on one leg crazy using my left leg as a pivot foot terry so fox my, style yes yeah, so my my right hip was killing me because i kept pushing off of that one and after i finished the race like i was like i finished under six hours which was cool um but you know it wasn't that number that i wanted um so i was like all right there has to be a better way for me to like be more efficient on the run so i don't kill my calves every time because it's not normal my calves are burning that much right and on my swim i'm like my arms are doing more rotation than a lot of people and those people are just like and gliding it's, yeah, more natural super yeah easy yeah like that's to be another way of doing this so then i started doing my research on biomechanics for you know when you're when you're swimming when you're biking when you're running mm-hmm. and there's a lot of technique to it mm-hmm. it's not just like i'm running there's you have there's a lot of things you need to think about especially on the swim gotcha um so then i started optimizing every aspect of my training in terms of like the swimming biking running it only started there because i was like swimming if you put your hand properly and you pull properly i can do a third less of the stroke and pass people right so less energy expenditure yeah yeah yeah. and same for the bike Mm -hmm. if you push a certain way you're more efficient so you're not burnt out at the end you can run you know 20k right and same for your run you can you can finish your run and be good and go hang out after (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is amazing yeah Yeah, which is the goal because you go to a restaurant eat a bunch of food um but then i was like okay i want to perform i want to be good at this this was another i want to be a professional bodybuilder i want to be a professional basketball player i want to be a professional modeling but I was never good at those things. Right. Like I was never like modeling. Kind you weren't of like, talented. Uh, you just, you just, you worked, you had skill, you developed what you needed. Like right? the, the game, like understanding the game, never understood it. Wow. I just knew how to shoot a ball and be big. Um, <laughs> bodybuilding, same thing. It doesn't require a skill. You just have to put in the hours in the gym in order for it to make it work. Right. The variables hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And like powerlifting and bodybuilding one thing I neglected was recovery mm. because in my head, I was like, if I want to be better, the whole concept of don't train as hard and you can train more often and you get more hours in. It's like the same concept now is like, okay, I need to get, if I train more, if I train harder when I'm training, I'm optimizing my time and I can push harder every time and I can get better every single time. So what's the variable that allows me to do that? 
I'm like, well, if I recover well, I can push hard as, as much as I want the next day. And right. if I recover well, I can do that every single day. Yeah. So it became all about recovery. Yeah. So the name of the game was recovery. I was like, how can I adapt my nutrition to optimize my recovery? How can I optimize my sleep to adapt my recovery? My mindset, my relationships, my life, how so, my house is set up, how my freaking bank account is set up. Crazy. Like, all that. I started setting up all those systems to make sure that I was optimizing recovery and I was just focusing on that. Wow. So you went, you went 360, every yeah. aspect of your life. Yeah. So you had to take some serious personal inventory to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. Right. Especially on the relationship part and the, and the mindset. I mean, relationship, like not only with my girlfriend, but with friends and family and yeah, all that. Yeah. Sure. No doubt. That's why you ain't called me for a while, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but even with that, like this is going to sound terrible and I don't mean it this way, but like your you're optimizing your relationships. You have a girlfriend with cancer. Mm -hmm. Now that's as much as it's beautiful that you support her emotionally, financially, physically, every way. Mm -hmm. um, that's a huge drain on your goals. So there had to be a point or maybe there wasn't yeah. there. You had some decision making to make there. And not yeah. even questioning your relationship. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, no, no, if sure. we want to talk about optimization, yeah, yeah. you have something that's potentially a huge drag. Yeah. Right? That's a really fucking tough position to be in. And yeah. I think a lot of people are in just not that are not yeah. Ironmans, so where it's just yeah, like, yeah. I really need to focus here. I really need to develop this skill. I really need to do this. And right now, even this person that I love dearly is just like dragging me down. Yeah. And, and I'm putting energy towards that person because I love them. Yeah. But if I'm trying to accomplish this goal, there's the best way i can put it is there's a fine line between being optimized and alone and being as optimized as you can be with amazing relationship mm. like you hear a lot of stories of people like I, my wife left me she divorced me because i was working too much and all that and like i've i know a lot of people that are in that spectrum and i was like i don't want that like right. this sucks right. like all i look forward to at the end of the race is to see jen when she screams like go lucky like have videos of her like on instagram when yeah. she says that i'm like yeah. i just want to hear that voice i just want to see her at the finish line mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. no, that's like that's that's all i'm looking forward to to be honest and i don't see it as in terms of like optimizing 100 percent. there's a lot of shit i would cut out you know right. i wouldn't hang out with anyone because it would just be like recovery recovery my life would suck right. i would be super good but my life would suck mm. i feel like it's like a fine balance between totally that line yeah. and even having that mental health will help you in the end too it's not a total loss it's not yeah. a total loss friends are not a total loss yeah. uh girlfriends are not a total loss like that will make you that'll contribute to your mental health which in the end will contribute to your physical health and in yeah. the end will get you better results yeah um that's just that's such a hard thing to do you're saying all these things like um in the end i don't want to look back on my life or in the end i don't want to have this or in the end this it's like you're kind of looking retrospectively at your life like yeah. even when you're uh, a kid coming up from from Quebec, it's like, well, I don't want to be this kid that just stayed in this town. I want to yeah. be free, or I don't want my story to be this. I don't want my story yeah. to be that. Are you proactively thinking like that? Is that is that part of your decision making to this day? And was it always part of your decision making? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. For you were uh, always thinking that way. I feel it's like uh, I have. Let's say I have an idea of what I want my life to look like. I just know what I don't want it to look like, and I, I. Wow. For some people, I know it's not like the best way to approach it but i feel like i'm constantly reverse engineering what i want and i'm super aware that my actions will affect how my future is going to look like um and i forget who i think it was i think it's in the bible actually um 
Or no, I think it was, it was in the Bible. Mix it up. Tony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> the Bible of self-development. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, so he said, if you have a boat, two boats going side by side, um, if you have your boat pointed towards your goal and you're clear on what that's going to look like, then you're going to go. But if you're two degrees off and a hundred kilometer distance, your goal is here and you're all the way over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm making sure that I don't end up over there. I'm still working on the clarity aspect of it. I'm just going through life and enjoying it right now. I just see what other people have. I'm like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I see how that affects the relationship. And for me, it's weird that I think about that now, but like when I'm going to have a kid, I'm fully aware that whatever I will say, do, act will shape his mindset because now that I've done the work, I understand what my dad and my mom did and how it shaped me into the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm being very careful of how I'm becoming because when I have a kid, I want him, I want to be okay with the fact that he looks at me as a role model. And if I want to be in that role model position, I have an idea what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I know what it's not going to look like. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be in a position where I'm a bad role model in my idea. So you don't shape it. So you reverse engineer. Mm-hmm. You don't shape it based on what you clearly have. You don't clearly have an articulated goal, so to speak, in, yeah. in broad terms. Yeah. But you know, okay, that's bad. I can identify that. No, don't want that. That's not my path. That's not my path. That's not my path. And by process of elimination, you narrow in and maybe you can get a clearer idea of yeah. what you of what you want. And I'm also 25. I'm freaking this shit out too, right? Yeah, you're super young. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm still clarifying. I'm still looking into clearly what that looks like. So where the fuck did this maturity come from? Not to say that you were you were immature. Yeah, yeah. But I was, this is I was this is a, this, I'm sure. But like this is a level of maturity that's typically not um, exemplified until later in life. Yeah. What do you attribute it to? Um, just the shit I've gone through, man. To for me to to be the homeless and I don't like to say homeless, but you know, sleeping in the streets without a home. Yeah, without a home for a couple of days. Um, you get a lot of time alone. You get to reflect on like why you're there mm-hmm. and makes you realize how much how much you're driven um when I almost took my life away that was a big wake-up call and things that how i was dealing with life how i was approaching life and that if i kept reacting this way my life would be shitty because i would always be a victim mm-hmm. um and then with my girlfriend getting sick um, that was another big wake-up call right but honestly i owe all of this to fitness wow so it wasn't like that before. I didn't have that mindset before, but now that I look back, I can connect the dots. It makes sense. When you're training and you're pushing your limit, you kind of get that mind muscle connection where your mind turns off and it's like, I can't do another one, but like, Oh, my arm can still, Oh, look, my arm went up. I can, I don't think I can deadlift 500 pounds, but I'm like, if I actually try, I know I can lift the fight. All the time, man. All the time. So you yeah. keep pushing those limits. You get mentally stronger every time. So I started slowly with weightlifting and then with basketball and then with powerlifting. And then with modeling was a different type of endurance because I had more cardio base and more mm-hmm. mindset because you're getting screwed over all the time. <laughs> um, and then when it came to the bike ride, it was like, I'm tired. Like, I just want to give up. Like, my legs hurt. It's raining. My tent is wet. I have to in go in there. Way. But like, I can't give up because... Jen's not giving up, so I have no reason to give up. And then the more I kept training and pushing my limits, that's what allowed me to stay when Jen got sick. I owe that to that. Like my, I built my mindset to the point where when my girlfriend gets diagnosed with cancer, I'm like, fuck yeah, bring it on, dude. I'm not happy about it, but I'm really, I'm ready to kill it. Yeah. And now with me going through this and 
pushing my limits even further with Iron Man. You're I'm like, like, perfect. Yo, life, what you got, man? Like, yeah, like, come on, anything. Yeah. Give me anything. Serve, yeah. serve it up on a platter. I'm here. Yeah. When's the documentary coming out? <laughs> <laughs> when I win Iron Man World Championship. When you win Iron Man World Championship, yeah. we're going to make sure that documentary happens. Yeah, 2020, man. I'm putting it out there. 2020? Yeah. I'm 2020. Tr- I'm trying to qualify for the World Championship for, well, half Ironman because that's my distance. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to qualify for the Olympic distance and the half Ironman Championship for 2020. Damn. Races are coming up next year. Wow. Yeah. And it's crazy because you're now in a plane or a playing field that you're talented in. Yeah. Was, and you're built for. I can like I can swim. My body's built for swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are paddles, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're 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 built to be a to be a superhuman. So it's amazing that you found that route. And I mean, in terms of the documentary, it's always funny, man, because I look back at life and I'm like, whenever I have big decisions to make, yeah, for me it's always like, okay, I'm 60 years old. I'm watching my biopic. What do I want to write in the script right now? You know, it's like, okay, I know how the story's gone till now. How the fuck am I going to shape it? And and what's going to make the best life possible, the best documentary possible, and the the best script possible? It's like, and so that leads me sometimes to take shittier routes because it's like, you know what? That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I see that and I understand it's difficult, but like at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to say that I did that and, you know, that's going to be there forever. And it's going to, I mean we're both Gary V fans, the whole regret thing where it's yeah. just like, I know if I take, I know there's a route here where I can, even if it's monetary value, I know I can yeah. make this 10 grand right now, but you yeah. know what? Fuck it. Let's take no money. Yeah. Let's take no money. And in three, four, five, ten 10 years, you know, we'll see a bag that's even bigger. Not yeah. that it's about money, but like the concept still stands so strong yeah. as I just look at it. Like I'm, I'm really writing that documentary or trying to find a way to, to, to write that documentary. Um, yeah. Can I say something Hit on me. that? They just, a, a friendly warning. Sure. Um, I used to think like that mm-hmm. and because I wanted the story to be so cool, I purposefully made my life harder for no reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, that does just, could, just from I my could, personal I could experience. see that. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. So like the whole like New York, I didn't have to do it that way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, cool story if I get it though. <laughs> and yeah. It's, I, a, it's a terrible decision making process. But, but I just realized that like life's hard enough and you're going to be thrown, challenges are going to be thrown your way and then you have to conquer them. And then the more you ask of life, the bigger the problems. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they're going to be coming. I don't need to look for them right now. <laughs> problems are going to come down my way <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. I definitely hear that. I definitely hear that for sure, man. Um, I just, it's, it's fun. You, you, through athletics and fitness, you realize that easy is the worst way possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, why, the, why would I do that? That's it's too yeah. easy. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. that, that, that's retarded. I, I don't want to go that route at all. Yeah. So I'm going to flip the strip completely and go the hardest way because it's funner that way. Yeah. Which yeah, leads I to a ton of, ton of misery along the yeah. way. And a lot of growth. And a lot of growth. Yeah. A lot of growth. And the re- reward feels, you know, 20 times better. Yeah. But uh, logically... It yeah. makes no sense. Like in your mind and your primal brain, your decision-making process makes no sense. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's a mountain. Let's go climb it. When there's a, yeah. probably a fucking house. So you could go, I guarantee like, if you're looking at that mountain, you're like, Oh, I'm gonna go sleep under some trees. I guarantee if you would have just knocked on five doors and like, can I sleep here? One yeah. of them would have let you yeah. in. I well, guarantee like in New York, it. someone did. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, but that speaks to something even bigger where it's like, 
a lot of the times as humans, we have to trick ourselves. We have to trick ourselves into doing things that we don't want to do because our current intellectual brain knows that in the long term that yeah. this is actually better for us versus our primal brains being like, no, 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 I need food. Yeah. Right. Um, how do you conquer that in training? Because that happens all the time. We're, we're, we're not designed to do these distances. No. Like this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. The level that you train at is not normal for a human being and our bodies don't naturally want to do that. Yeah. Our only job as a, as a body, as a human is to preserve. Yeah. That's all we're trying to do. But, but human nature is we're adaptable as fuck. Mm. The only reason why we're still here is we're the only ones that adapted that well. We're malleable. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, same for training. Like if you go from zero, like zero to hundred, you go from zero running an Ironman, like you're probably gonna get really sick or get injured because your hips are not used to that movement. You're gonna rip something because the overusage over a period of six hours, you won't be able to take it. Right. But if it's a slow progression, if I, like I running a half marathon, I'm like, it's easy. When I started, I was like, oh my God, this is, I've never ran this in my entire life. Right. Right. But yeah. the more you, the stronger you get, the stronger your muscle gets, eventually it becomes a new standard of normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wouldn't say everybody can be a superhuman, and but it's just slow progression over time. Right. Like we're made to adapt to our environment. Like people will go in relationships where they hate their husband, but they'll still adapt to the situation because they're comfortable there. Mm. You know, mm. maybe a bad a bad metaphor, but we're just created to, to adapt to everything that's what allows us to to live for that long sure and you do that incrementally yeah so for instance when you first went for a long distance run like yeah. like when i was in high school and, and my coach was like you need to get in shape so join the run club it was like 6k it was like holy fuck yeah 5k it was long yeah me. and it took me like i don't know like 40 minutes or something like ridiculous <laughs> yeah. or like i was just like i like had to stop a million times and i was like this is insane this is the longest distance ever like before this podcast i did like 6k in like 20 something minutes it was no problem right you just yeah. it's just a walkthrough right yeah so like what were what was your for instance say i'm someone that uh i just hit 10k or or somewhere where you were before you started trying uh training for this iron man where you i don't know maybe were you running like 10k would that be a long run what would be a long run for you before you started this training like process five. 5k <laughs> yeah sure for sure so you're at, I was like it's long and boring who yeah. wants to run for that long <laughs> Sucks. what the hell am i doing here yeah so like what was your incremental process up to a half half marathon um like like, like actual numbers here i don't have actual numbers you don't know? because um, there's, I just bought a program for six months. There's an app called Training Peaks where I just went on there. I'm like, I want to run half Ironman in this much time. This is how much hours I have per week. And it shows you a list of workout that you can buy. Wow. And then it has everything. I still use that app. Just my coach coaches me through that. Sure. Um, I was just doing whatever was on the paper. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. Need, I need, I need, that's a system that I need to put in place because if I create the workout, it's going to be different because I'll do too much. Right. That's, that's my, if I do my own workout, that's I'll be problem. like, I don't really feel sore. I can keep going and I'll keep pushing and I'll overwork and, and I'll I can't recover. the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so sense. So that's why I need to get a structure in place. That's the only thing I know about me. I can't create my own workouts. Uh, Even though like I study personal training, I can't build my own workouts. See, that's crazy to me. Like I'm sure I know you can build other, pe- other people's yeah. workouts, but for you, it's so funny that you have the intellect to understand that you can't build other, or build your own workout and yet you still can't get past that because yeah. when the shit hits the fan and you're in the fucking workout and you're like yeah. ah like i know it says 10 but i can do 15 <laughs> yeah but it's also that um have someone to hold me accountable right yeah right for me it's like 
I'm working on that, but like keeping your word to yourself is something that's really hard. We say a lot of shit. We don't do like half, half of, it. A um, of it. So I'm doing like a, a seminar on integrity right now. It's wow. waking me up a lot. Um, so if I say I'm going to do this workout and I'm going to stick to it, I can't because you feel so good and you just keep pushing. Yeah. So I'd rather have someone to hold me accountable. It's like, hey, I pay you for this. And at the end of the day, like the data shows on my phone once I uploaded from my watch and it needs to yeah it needs to match yeah no for sure yeah, and he sets the pace too so sometimes i'm like ah I'm feeling a bit weaker today i'm gonna go a bit slower he's like nope this is the pace no <laughs> you're not yeah. this is this is what it is yeah so as an as a high level athlete that understands himself understands the training and has the intelligence and curiosity to train extremely well again so you said accountability you need a coach for but what the fuck else do you need a couch for or a couch for a coach for sorry <laughs> i know what you need a couch for my yeah. man you, need, you definitely need a couch yeah. you need a, you could use a day on a couch yeah. um what do you need a coach for accountability what like damn um well honestly for the knowledge because i've really? never studied triathlon training it's a whole different ball game than making a weight training session right 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 yeah in terms of like how you structure a swim a bike and a run workout mm-hmm for me, it's like, okay, run 5K this day, 7K this way. But like, no, there's, there's drill, there's tempos you need to, to train. Like I told you, like your aerobic system, using oxygen, mm-hmm. you need to train that pathway in a specific way, which I don't know how to do. Right. It's just like knowledge I haven't acquired yet. Right, right, for sure. Um, so what's on your radar now? Now that you've, I don't want to say you've conquered, because this is not a term, this is not term that, yeah, that, yeah. that you'd use. But obviously, you have certain goals um, for an Ironman. You said 2020. You put that out there. But what I'm saying is more: what's on your radar now, and to further optimize yourself. Like, what's you're such a knowledge fiend, so I know you're constantly taking things in. What's what's baffling you? What's high on your radar now? Um, honestly, besides the athletic thing, um, I'm just trying to learn more for the company that like I'm running right now. Okay. Um, just more knowledge right. uh, about plant-based nutrition sure. and how to heal the body naturally. Right. But actually, my friend sent me the shirt today. It says, eat real to heal. Hello. Yeah. P.S. I love you. Yeah, it's a campaign. She's that's, running a challenge. So, so you send like a letter to someone and see how much you care about them. And like, yeah. Super cool. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, so just, yeah, I was trying to deepen my knowledge in, in terms of plant-based nutrition and how you can heal the body because what we discovered with my girlfriend is that you can have amazing results once you start eating the proper foods. Right. Um, once you start consuming the right things, like it makes a major shift in your body in terms of, of inflammation, disease prevention. Um, yeah. Right. So beyond that, even past that, so what made you go? Cause as much as we've mentioned this whole Ironman thing, what we haven't mentioned is you're completely vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, oh yeah. Sidebar. And, and he also has a prosthetic leg. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's blind in one eye. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so you are completely vegan. Yeah. What made you go down that route? When did you go down that route? And what's made you con- to continue to take that path um, while on this journey of total optimization? Yeah. Um, so I went vegan about five years ago when I started. Damn, five years ago? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Damn. Which is like for almost five years. Yeah. Um, when I first started modeling, you know, I, I leaned out yeah. for my first photo shoot. Yeah. Um, but when I did my shoot, I just canceled a fitness modeling show that I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to do modeling full time, like as a side hobby. Um, but I was like, I need to get smaller. But I'm like, I'm super lean right now. I have, I don't have no idea where I can lose. And then the agents can be like, lose here. Yeah. Lose here. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, this oh, gone. This yeah. gone. So These all, gone. All the muscle I've been working for like four years. 
like Lose them. disappearing. Yeah. Uh, so then I went online because I'm, when I have a goal, I'm super dedicated. I was like, what types of diet would allow me to be skinny? And then vegan came up. I was yeah. fucking going vegan. Boom, done. <laughs> yeah. Vegan, vegan's the best one. Dude, we'll take it. I went from eating 12 eggs for breakfast and three chicken breasts every two hours for like three years and a half that's so to like gross. going vegan that's so gross yeah <laughs> now it's super gross but yeah, yeah. to go on vegan hey, man, and I, I eat meat that shit's fucking bad <laughs> it was a lot it was yeah. a lot um went vegan and didn't do it properly because i had no knowledge about how to eat vegan right right like so you probably have nutrition, nutrition. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're just your macronutrient content you can go super high on carbs and you're, you're messed up um anyways i learned more and more and in a year, I lost 80 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I When I was in Italy, I weighed myself. I was 162. What are you right now? 172. Wow. Yeah. So you're fighting I'm weight. I'm leaner. I'm more muscle mass. So you're fighting weight right now is, is what? What's your optimal weight? Where are you at right now? Um, I feel like once I'm at one, like between 168 and 170 mm-hmm. right now, but before then i was in super lean i was just really skinny when sure. i wear clothes i look skinny now i'm on the leaner side so right. if i lose like a little bit more weight i want to experiment between mm-hmm. 168 and 170 and sure. see how i perform if right. i can't put out as much power as 168 i'm gonna try 170 what do you feel the best at um i don't know i'm you just 172 know. right now so like i feel good right now but i still feel when i'm running and i'm biking i'm still carrying a bit too much weight mm, i yeah. got you yeah i know for sure how does it affect you and how do you how do you get around those so there's a lot of people right now that want to go vegan or want to go uh vegetarian for ethical reasons or health there's a, there's reasons, a yeah. health reasons there's a there's a plethora of reasons why you would want to go um yeah. and a couple of reasons why you wouldn't want to go so there's yeah. why what are the advantages to taking that shit out of your diet yeah um and why do you continue on that route as like today, five years down the line. Yeah. So, um, so the reason I stayed after like the whole modeling thing was done mm-hmm. is because I started feeling super great. Mm-hmm. Um, the best way to put it is I, I felt great. I felt fine before. I didn't think there was a problem with me until I went plant based and I experienced a new level of how good I could feel. I was like, holy shit, there's another level to this. Mm-hmm. And I started feeling this way. And apparently my sinuses were blocked up my, my whole life. Oh. My digestive system was messed up. The reason I had acne. Inflammation. Was having, and, yeah, yeah. Inflammation, mucus production from, from dairy and like uh, digestive system from eating all the meat. Right. And then I like my stomach cleared up. I wasn't bloated anymore. My skin cleared up. Like my, this tension went away. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I had this tension. That's a crazy right. thing. Yeah. Like it just disappeared i was like oh shit another level yeah yeah so i experienced that i was like oh well i have why would i go back right yeah it makes sense but because i like to experiment i had a piece of meat i feel like shit Mm, (laughs) interesting yeah Mm -hmm. so i didn't go back um and then i stayed on that path just like eating normally because i was just you know not necessarily trying to compete at a higher level Mm -hmm. uh and then when jen got sick then i was like okay like if she's doing a natural road, like I know feed, food is a big component of, of healing. So I started doing more research and I was like, Oh, like you can do all of this with plants. Right. Like this is amazing. Right. Like you eating foods, just like quick fact, you eating foods in, that are high in, in chlorophyll, like kale, spinach, chard and all that. It increases your production of red blood cells, which makes that you, uh, you process oxygen a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's like a smaller version of training in an altitude camp. Wow. From eating chlorophyll. Very cool. Just from food. It was really cool. Um, so yeah, the more I learned, I was like, man, like I can reduce inflammation. I'm like, oh, my knees feel better. My my elbows and my shoulders feel better when I'm swimming. Um, clearer thoughts. And yeah, I just started feeling better and better. The more I learned, the more I applied to things. Mm-hmm. I was like, why, why step back? Mm-hmm. Now I'm a, like, 
I don't expect people to be at my level, but sure. I'm a princess. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gluten free now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Apparently, gluten's hurt my stomach now because the the cleaner I got, the more things affected me. Um, so now I'm really careful with what I eat. Yeah, for sure. So, but there also are some people. Well, actually, it depends on who you ask. There's some people that will say that um, certain foods are more bioavailable to us, to, depending on our heritage and where we're from. Oh, so yeah. that could be very different uh, as well for different people. What uh, there's also people that say that you can, as you change your diet, yeah. we're so malleable, you can adjust if you just get over that hangover phase. Yeah. Um, do you think that uh, you, your body was just more naturally adapted to go plant-based? Not at all, because I was eating more meat than anyone was eating. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody eats 15 chicken breasts in a day and Fuck, 12 that's, eggs. That's nasty, right? man. Um, but, but my mindset in terms of, of, of diet and, and eating food um, something called Ayurvedic medicine, which I'm, I'm still studying, but okay. it's basically different body types and depending where you're from, like Jen, she's, she's from the Philippines. So she needs uh, warmer, more oily foods. I'm from Quebec. Like I can eat ice cream when it's cold outside and I feel fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's humid, like so humid and hot, it gives me anxiety. And she's like, Oh my God, I feel so good. Right. And when it's cold, I'm thriving. And she's like, dude, I can't feel my legs. Yeah, I can't do anything. Um, yeah. so, your body being adapted to a certain region definitely affects the food that you're supposed to be eating. And I don't believe, it's going to shock a couple of vegans, but I don't believe everybody would thrive on a plant-based diet. Because um, if you come from up north, like where are you going to get your fresh fruits and vegetables? Yeah, you doesn't need, make any you sense. You eat meat, right? Yeah. You're going to get the fat from meat. It's how you're going to you know, yeah. stay yeah. alive. So yeah. I don't believe everyone would thrive on a plant-based diet depending on, on where you live and where you're from. Um, but definitely like when I share on Instagram and on, on YouTube, it's, this is my experience with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's an end all be all for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's what I'm experiencing. And I want to invite other people to try on the experience and see how they feel. No doubt. Absolutely. Um, I believe your body can adapt, but there's genetic like predispositions in your body that wouldn't allow you to do so. If yeah. As smoothly. Yeah, for sure. So you said uh, earlier in the podcast, you mentioned about changing your fuel source over to fat a little bit yeah. um so what comes to mind for me is a ketogenic diet which yeah. would not work for you uh, uh could it can um, you do a ketogenic diet well there is that 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 definition of keto like we need less than five percent of carbohydrates yeah uh yeah so less than five percent of carbs mm-hmm. um so you can still from some other research that i found you can still produce ketones mm-hmm. Um, even if you eat a little bit higher amounts of carbs. Sorry, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So yeah. for listeners, please explain what a ketogenic diet is. Oh, so and please explain what ketones are. Okay. <laughs> so because um, so, not everyone's a superhuman like okay, you. Okay. <laughs> so ketogenic diet is you have a higher content of of carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, lower content of carbs and medium amounts of protein, but your carbohydrates are supposed to be under five percent of your intake of calorie, which is extremely low. It's for, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You eat a broccoli and you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and ketones is, I'm still not too sure about the definitions, basically what your body produces when you're in that ketosis state and it helps your body get, use fat as a source of energy. Rather than glucose. Rather than glucose, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting because you have about like 2,000 calories, 2,500 calories of glycogen in your body that you can use up. Mm-hmm. You have about 50,000 calories of fat stored in your body. And that's why you're trying to go to the fat. Yeah. It's yeah. basically unlimited. You'll never have a, an event that you'll race that will use 50,000 calories. Mm-hmm. I've 
hasn't been done even three iron mans in what a row yeah, what ab- yeah yeah so what about those like those are those uh hundred yeah. miler death yeah, the ultraman what's it called yeah ultraman yeah well ultraman God, is, those are insane. is three iron mans in three days yeah there's something called the epic five we do five iron mans in five days and there's a guy named james lawrence who's called the iron cowboy he did 50 iron mans in 50 days in 50 different states all in a row <laughs> so for people that don't know, 3.6 kilometer swim, 180 kilometer bike, and 42.2 kilometer run every day yeah, for 50, 50 days, days in 50 different states. That includes travel. He would finish racing, jump in the RV. His, his wife would drive to the next state, and he'd do another one, and bam, 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 50 days. Crazy. Yeah. There's like there's a level that I want to achieve, which is this one. <laughs> there's a guy named Ross Edgley. He's swimming around Great Britain right now. He's been 100 days at seas, hasn't touched land in 100 days. Um, obviously, he gets on a boat to sleep and stuff but always starts from the same spot and like you can track him through the Red Bull app, but he's at a hundred days and he has probably like another like 40 to go. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's the level you want to get to. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah perfect. For obviously. me, this makes sense. <laughs> like why not do that's that? That's the logical thing to yeah. do. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know about that. So, so yeah, what we were talking about was Sorry, um, ketones and ke- uh, ketone. yeah. so I'm, I'm doing a lower carbohydrate mm-hmm. diet and higher fat content with obviously like, to standards, lower amounts of protein. So what foods do you use to accomplish that? Um, well, I, I can say I always start my mornings off with a bulletproof coffee. Yeah. So I'll throw some brain octane. I'll throw some hemp oil in there. I'll throw some coconut cream. Yeah. I'll throw some CBD oil in there. Um, and it'll coffee or matcha, whatever yeah. I feel like. Um, and I'll go train for two or three hours. I'll make my own electrolyte drink, which is... Um, sugar coconut sugar with electrolytes and bcas mm-hmm. um if my workout is higher in intensity i'll have a certain amount of sugar in it if it's lower intensity if it's really low like i won't have any drink because i just want to use my fat storage because my heart rate's super low and it's in that zone yeah so i won't drink anything besides water and then after that like i'll have my that's the only time i have my fruits is after my training i have blueberries the and sugars back up yeah yeah uh blueberries and raspberries low glycemic index low in sugar so i'll have like a smoothie bowl with that some hemp protein some vitigo some hemp seeds and everything sure 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 um, shout out vitigo yeah shout out vitigo. <laughs> <laughs> um it's amazing um so then i'll usually have like a big salad with some avocado some hemp seeds mm-hmm. um throw some nuts in there and i'll just a variety of vegetables in it and at night i'll probably make something similar gotcha yeah or depending when my girlfriend cooks i'll just eat that right so there's is there a bunch of there's not a whole lot of variety in there is there well like in, from in, like in your date, salad like from on the on a, on a 24-hour scale like you that's foods you just described are yeah. incredibly diverse but i'm just yeah. saying on a monthly basis a different vegetable yeah. with depending what's in season right exactly what's in seasons better mm. for your body at the time right um yeah i'm definitely not nutrient deficient i've tested that oh really yeah interesting so yeah. D- how much blood work do you do do you do any not often, no not no to be honest no. okay got you got yeah you. just from time to time like if i feel weak i'll be like, mm, is that it maybe something's up yeah. okay for sure um how cost efficient is that in to vancouver that way? yes um if you have connections really great <laughs> which i do <laughs> we, we've been a, we've built an amazing team for for taking care of jen gotcha. in, in various industries so yeah we're well taken care of with the, with the people we've met that's um, amazing also what i'm trying to do and kind of like behind the scenes i'm not silly saying it out loud and on social media but a lot of people focus on macronutrients in terms of protein carbs and fat and yeah. micronutrients which would be your vitamins your minerals your essential fatty acids amino acids i'm trying to focus on nutrient density over macronutrients so you could eat you could basically eat less food but have a higher density in in micronutrients 
you would feel fuller because you're that's what your reserves fill up with mm. right it's pretty much like your your stomach but once you get your your nutrients from your macronutrients that's when your stomach starts feeling full so right? a terrible or a good example would be pasta for instance on yeah. a bad scale for micronutrients a great food would be like you eat like a big salad yeah sure you eat a salad versus like a bag of chip that would have the same amount if you eat a salad that has a thousand calories and a bag of chip has a thousand calories you can eat 10 bags you'll never be able to finish a thousand calorie salad yeah 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 i wouldn't even attempt that yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be way too much food. yeah yeah because of the fiber content the nutrient content you would feel full right away mm-hmm. so you could basically go higher nutrients eat less food so it kind of balances out your cost in terms of, of groceries um but you'll be healthier if you focus on that got you yeah got you, and got more you. nutrients you have the better you recover mm. the better your brain functions the better everything functions mm-hmm. what about bioavailability in terms of uh, eating a plant-based diet yeah so, so for instance like, like raw cooked foods exactly and, yeah exactly um, how do you approach that i've experienced with both mm-hmm. i eat mostly like 80 percent raw wow really yeah wow um why (laughs) um so there's a a doctor called uh gabriel cousins and dr sebi which are two huge um, dr sebi rest in peace yeah Yeah. so their their research is i think doctors actually is like 80 percent cooked uh, 80 percent raw 20 percent cooked um and dr gabriel cousins has like a bit of a different ratio but it's pretty similar because the food is the enzymes are still alive, which still nutrient like gives you more nutrients to your cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah, compared to if you cook it, you kill some of the enzymes. Wow. Some vegetables are better cooked than raw. Which so are better cooked? Oh Ooh, man, now I have I'm a digging list you. at home. I have a list. Anything, at home. anything off the top of your mind? Mm, I'm thinking about like dense foods. I think like I think like chard and kale are better cooked yeah. for you. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, because they're yeah. No, no, that, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, so then how much of your mental energy goes towards your food every day or is it just automated is it just like yep i know what i'm eating or yeah i kind of i pretty much i try to eat the same meal in terms of structure Mm -hmm. but if i eat like a salad whatever vegetables i have in the Mm -hmm. fridge Mm -hmm. i'll just put that in there i don't Mm -hmm. i don't go too complicated um because i do get everything through i to (laughs) go <laughs> but it's it's true though. Like that's why that's why I like it so much because I don't have to worry about it. And whatever I eat on top of it is just a bonus. So I just eat, you know, throw some 10, 15 veggies in there, throw a bunch of stuff, 10, make 15 it veggies, make damn. it taste good. But yeah. you don't need to have like. I used to think like I need carrots. I need carrots. And I need a couple <laughs> carrots. You know, <laughs> yeah. Whole motherfucking bag. Go yeah, to Costco. eating a little bit of everything. You know. Yeah. And then yeah. you just eat that. Whatever tastes good, make it taste good. <laughs> yeah. Great advice. <laughs> yeah. So for somebody that is uh, super new to this world and new to um, just optimizing yourself in general, or just like I'm an average person, I'm just trying to eat a little bit healthier. What would you say? There's maybe two, three things you cut out, and two, three things you could add in right off the bat for an average Canadian diet, which yeah. we know is not that great. Um. So what I tell to so when people ask me that um obviously this is the simple stuff like cut out processed sugar Mm -hmm. cut out um deep fried food and sure but the other thing is i'll i'll take i'll I'll tell you four um i'll take four don't don't get five (laughs) don't keep food that's bad for you in your house if it's there you're gonna eat it 
If there's ice cream in my, in my freezer, there's two tubs. I'm going to eat two tubs right now. God damn. But I don't put it there because I know I'm going to eat it. I'm the same so, way. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. don't keep food that, that's bad for you in your freezer and always have a lunch or snacks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I have like granolas in the car, which I all ate by, on my way here. But yeah, like granola bars and nuts and seeds and whatever. So that if you have a craving, it's not like A&W or like Subway or something like that. No. You just eat that Bam. to sustain you until you get home. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and what was the other one? Um, what would you take? Sorry, what would you add? What would you add? That's what you would add in. And then what would you like? I'm talking about specific foods. So when you say processed sugars, oh, say yeah. I don't know what the, what what's a processed sugar. You know what so I mean? Like, anything that... So anything that doesn't grow from earth, basically. Yeah. So most of the food. We yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So if you can't buy it around the aisles in the grocery store, it probably has sugar. That's in it. a great thing you just skipped over right there. Yeah. What? Because <laughs> honestly, no. My someone, goes someone, like, <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody, um, somebody told me that a couple of years ago and I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because if you're super brand new and you're like, man, I just go out to eat with my friends every once in a while and I just go to the grocery store and I just buy shit that I like. Yeah. And I was like, how the fuck do I navigate this? Because I don't know anything about nutrients. Yeah. Your advice would be. So everything that's around the Osmond grocery store. It's all the fresh stuff. Everything right. that's processed and in a can is in the middle of the grocery store. It's better for you to buy and eat a banana or an orange than for you to buy a granola bar. Mm-hmm. There's probably sugar added to granola bar and a bunch of crappy oils. And preservatives. And canola, yeah, and preservatives. Mm-hmm. You're better off to eat a fruit even if it has like more sugar. It's natural sugar. It's like 20 grams of sugar in your bar. That's the other thing people don't understand. Like All sugar is not created equally. Like for instance, if you drink a, a, a can of soda, your body doesn't know how to regulate that sugar throughout. Yeah, there's Versus, so much in there. Damn. It's insane. There's... There's new regulations coming out for that too, actually. Yeah. Um, and versus if you eat, um, like you could never die off of bags of raspberries. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I did Banana Island for a week, just like a raw <laughs> vegan thing where you, eat, you pretty much eat around 30 bananas a day for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great because it's, it's something called mono meals. So when you give your body the same food, it gives a break to your digestive system because it knows how to break it down. It's like, oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's easy to break down. It gives a break to digestive system, helps with weight loss, helps with like clearing your skin and all that. Um, and people are like, what if you overdose on potassium? I'm like, do you need like you can't? Do you need like 400 bananas in like 30 seconds? Your to body, no, your, your body knows, knows how to regulate it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's there's no way you can do it. You can't fit that many bananas in your yeah, mouth. In your, it's in super your weird to stomach. Say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Um, so, what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Because you're saying as I'm going through your I routine, do it when I sleep. <laughs> Right? No, but no, yeah. seriously, when you, you hop up, you'll do your meditation, your gratitude, and you'll have that bulletproof coffee. Like The bulletproof uh, breaks it because of the fat content. Okay. Yeah, because it would be zero calories, right? Uh, black coffee would be fine, black I coffee. feel. Okay, yeah, 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 but I'm adding like 400 calories of fat to it. Right, 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 right. right. Um, did you experiment with intermittent, intermittent fasting before? I did. Yeah. And? I lost... Like my goal was to get leaner. I did get leaner. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, but now I'm I'm hungrier. <laughs> you are spending a ridiculous amount of calories, yeah, so it makes sense. So I'm still adapting the whole strategy of higher nutrients and lower in, in calorie. Like I'm experimenting with that. I don't even know if it's going to work, but if it does, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm still I'm still super hungry all the time. So I right. can't like not eat for a long period of time. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. and I've we- tried training empty stomach. Um, because when it's two, three hours at a time, like after an hour, like I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. My stomach's like, you're empty for real. See, for me, it's, I won't, I don't do those crazy endurance workouts. Like I won't really have any physical exertion over two hours. So if I do intermittent fasting, it's gotta be a workout less than 90 minutes and I can, I can zone in, I can lock the fuck in for that 90 minutes. But as soon as we go past that, it's like, I'm 
dead yeah. done over it's like you know when you i'm sure you used to take pre-workout or maybe oh, you still yeah. do so much Dude, yeah exactly it's <laughs> super bad for you but like when you take pre-workout and you're like you're going you're going you're going that's what i'm like intermittent fasting yeah until that hour or 90 minute mark and it's yeah. like as if i just took a bunch of pre-workout and i just you and it's crash, like i yeah. can't even i can't even lift that weight yeah, yeah. It's like glycogen is used up you're empty i'm completely done so yeah. but I, I would you recommend it at all for people that are trying to lose weight but not necessarily uh optimize um i say best tool is experiment everybody's yeah, yeah, different yeah. like there's no the reason i find it so i was reading about that in gabriel cousin's book um every diet works for the right type of person hmm Got you. And every diet works if you follow it 100%. So in conclusion, there's no answers. There's, there's none. There's Only none questions. Like you have to eat this way and this is the end all be all. It'll make you lose weight. make you feel healthier. Yeah. We're Damn. working on that. You know, there's people working on that. But yeah. and there's no experiment for yourself. And if you're going to commit to a specific type of diet, like give it 100%. If it doesn't work, you know that that's not the way for you. Switch it up. Try something yeah. else. Damn. Yeah. And I just want to go back to um, what you said about three tips for mm-hmm. people yeah please eat around the grocery store yeah. not in the middle aisles yeah drink more water yes because you're just dehydrated you're not hungry <laughs> and the third so true sorry <laughs> you're gonna skip over that that is so true if you pee and that's all yellow man you were doing something wrong yeah if you can close the light and see it you're doing it wrong <laughs> you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong we are always dehydrated especially in society and hydration does not mean go get a gatorade hydration means water yeah get some water in you yeah sorry um and and the third thing would be um for like weight loss and nutrient uh density mm-hmm. um just eat a salad before every meal wow just like even if it's a small salad you're getting nutrients in um if it's the worst part of your meal you get it done with you eat your fibers you get your nutrients in and the trick behind it is that it's dense in nutrients it has fiber you'll feel fuller quicker you want to finish a big meal that you have in front of you so you won't eat the whole thing makes sense although mm-hmm. when food's in front of me i have a tendency to eat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I make. Mean, yeah, I've learned to control myself. I used to be like that, but I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have a like a doggy bag to go. And you're nice. like, I've never asked for that before. I was like, yeah. what? I'm not finishing my plate. What's wrong with me? What the heck? Yeah, yeah. no. I, I, I look at, I look at my plate as a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> load it up. <laughs> um, no, nah, for sure, man. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to the people? Uh, anything you want to say? Where can we find you? I mean. Uh, I mean, actually, first off, man, thank you for sharing your story because it's a hell of a story that a lot of people don't or wouldn't believe. Again, like this is, it's documentary worthy. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we've talked about off camera, which, you know, you didn't even go into and and the story gets crazier than that. Yeah. And, um, I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story and, and continue. We got to have you back. I know you're knowledgeable right now, but you're, you're literally 10% of what you're going to be in 10 years. And and we want to, we want to get you in 10 years, right. Um, as you, cause I know you're the type of person that's never going to stop. Um, I went two weeks without a goal. I was freaking out. Yeah, come on, now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, where can we find you? Uh, on Instagram at Lucky Lifestyle. Got you. That's L U C K I E, not a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and on YouTube, same thing. All my links are basically on my Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, Instagram, YouTube is my two main platforms right now. And where? When's your next race? First off, uh, September thirty first for uh, the half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first one next year is the UBC triathlon awesome. in March. And then whatever my coach tells me to run after that. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I'm going to do a half Ironman in uh, Cozumel, Mexico next year wow. for my qualifying race for the world championship. Wow. So if you're going there, watch out. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Lucky. Tony, Tony. Yeah. Well, it's coming for you. Hey, man, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate that. I appreciate the time, my man. Thank you for having We're me. We're going to have you back. I appreciate you. Thanks. And that's it. That's all right.